internet. Welcome back to the Fast Travel Lounge. You listen to episode 50... Wait, Seth, 6? 56? We good? Not gonna screw it up this time. 56? Yes? I thought you said 57. Oh, shit. Okay. Could be 57, probably 56. I think Seth's, Seth's just trying to gaslight me to get me to pay for two edited podcasts instead of one this week, which jokes on him, I don't pay him anything. Anyway, my name is Patrick, I'm joined by <laughs> Seth, Steve, and, and, and special guest. Ooh. Special guest, reveal yourself. Oh, my name's Josh, guys. Hello. First time on the podcast. Wow, he managed to do it this time without doxing himself, I'm surprised. <laughs> I, I want, Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't think you were allowed to speak to people that you knew in your former life once you entered witness protection. Oh, I probably should have used a new name too, huh? Yeah. You can go as Hazard. Hazard. Well, I mean, I you, you spelled you. Josh, you spelled Josh like J-A-W-S-H, which was kind of weird, but I mean, yeah, that's awful. That's how Americans say it. Josh. <laughs> that's like my favorite TV show, Dosh and Josh. Oh, fuck, man, that was hard. <laughs> Were you trying to say Drake and Josh? Drake and yeah, Josh, like, but he did it yeah. the wrong way around and still <laughs> fucked it up. That was a hard one. That was a hard one, fellas. God, long, long day at the office for Steve. Holy shit. Now, when I say, um, hello, Mr. Josh, and kick your leg, <laughs> that's when you respond, hello, I Mr. Josh. To you. No, <laughs> no, we're not doing this. And congratulations, us trying to rip off The Simpsons for eight seconds means that this will be demonetized. <laughs> it's not monetized to start with. Hell no, yeah. Well, Mr. Beast is supposed to be shouting us out any day now. <laughs> so, so kind of a funny thing about that. When I went on Anchor last time to do the Spotify upload, uh, I saw something that said monetize the um podcast, and it's like, yeah, through Anchor you can make a subscription platform for people to pay you. It's like, nah, no thanks. Wait, hang on. So we gotta pay Anchor so that they can pay us. We we make a subscription service through Anchor for people to pay us. Basically, Anchor trying to be Patreon. Yeah, so oh. that they can take a cut, basically. Anchorion. Don't worry. In the in the world of uh, subscription fees and higher gas prices and things, we we know what the people really want. Krispy Content cream. that we beg people to listen to. Actually, that's better. Krispy Kreme. Yeah, Krispy Kreme. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Every day I walk into Woolworths. Not every day I walk, but every time <laughs> I walk into Woolies. Sorry, I always like go and. I feel like you should have started the segment with. You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Maybe I should have. But then I, I make my way into the Krispy Kreme section. You the make back. your way downtown, uh, walking fast. Bar. Your Krispy Kreme section honest. is up the back. Ours is right at the entrance and next to the checkout. I didn't know there yeah, was a Krispy cool. Kreme section in Woolworths. Man, I've never seen cool. one. Oh, you know what? Yeah, let's take my story. It's fine. Dumb story anyway. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know. I was just questioning the anyway. authenticity of your story. <laughs> so I'm not going to dox myself, but at my local Woolworths, I go into the back of the, the Krispy Kreme treat. I'm going to see if any of them have that glorious yellow sticker and it'll be half price or better. Oh, that's and a dangerous game to play. No, it's not. It's fine. It's just half price. Seth, it's cheaper. Seth, many episodes ago, Steve literally talked about a cursed rice cooker that he found plugged into mains and used it to cook rice. It was left out in the rain <laughs> for a couple of days. It doesn't work anymore since left. I've actually had to move houses. Not related to the rice cooker being <laughs> Or any spirits that might have uh, been disturbed as a result of trying to use it. it, it just, my life literally became uh, like the Final Fantasy Spirits Within. The spirits were within my house. Oh man, what, what, a, what a great movie. I should watch it on this tasty plasma I have somewhere. <laughs> uh, that's a and you know what would go great joke. with that movie? Uh, Krispy Kreme. Steve, continue. Ooh, um, no, my story's done. I never get them half price. I'm having a whinge. Let the man that eat the end of the story? Food. Holy Fuck, yeah, okay. Well, no, it's, 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 the amount of times I get interrupted, of course it's going to be shit. Man, you know what they say about 
people <laughs> talking with stories that don't go nowhere. What do they I say? Can, I can they say they don't go nowhere. Story. Not funny. <laughs> There's always donut kings that are shutting down when the mall ends, like the Westfield, whatever it is around you. When they close, the Donut King donuts are always half price. And I tell you what, they, they might be old donuts, but they never taste better than when they're half price. There's no Donut King near my place. And, I, oh. and because I'm a, uh, I support equality, I'd go to a Donut Queen. <laughs> a Dairy Queen, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> Not only are there no Donut, donut Kings near Steve, there's no Donut Kings near this podcast sponsored by Krispy Kreme. So, Josh, uh, yeah, <laughs> one, one, one strike, it's cute. Two strikes, it's fucking annoying, all right? Well, when yeah. they sponsor us and I can sway them to make a vegan donut, then I will eat Krispy Kremes again. Who the fuck wants the real a vegan ones donut? Just, <laughs> yeah, real ones Actually, would have no, just no, eaten Krispy Kreme. There is, uh, a, at the local market that I go to, because I go to farmer's markets, because I'm a yuppie wanker, um, there is a <laughs> uh, vegan gluten-free donut, and they, are, they taste very good. I, I don't know what I'm supposed even. to do. Steve roasted himself with my roast. What do I do? I, does, do does he owe me one? Do I owe him one? I don't... Uh, what we happens here? shake hands and- Okay, what if I don't want to? That's too bad. The rules. It's not, make it's not COVID rule. safe, mate. We still doing this? Don't, don't worry. <laughs> I think between Steve and I, we have more than six feet of distance. Just like a hunch. I don't, I don't want to dox myself here. Oh, man. But I think we much. might be more than six feet away. Yeah, I know I'm bigger than average, man. You don't have to keep... <laughs> don't have to project it to the world. So, <laughs> I have no idea how to transition out of that. Um, around the lunch this week, why don't we start with Josh? What have you been up to uh, for the past week? Wait, no, the past like three months. Honestly, nothing. <laughs> you just come that. in here and say nothing. I played the first God of War and... Um... Oh, good. So you can listen while I talk about the second one. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Josh 50 50 which God of War to play, uh, to play for this episode and he got it wrong. I got it wrong, yeah. It's you know there's shame. more than two God of War games, uh, right? But no, no. Um, wait, wait. Josh, um, uh, hang on. There was something else. Uh, Oh, sorry, no, not that you played. You got played by the guys that sold you the Steam Deck. My bad, uh, I got that one yeah. backwards. Yeah, I don't know if I should really talk about it because I haven't even got it yet. <laughs> but TLDR, <laughs> I bought a Steam Deck and it was supposed to arrive on Monday and I was really excited for it and I downloaded a whole bunch of different um, legal ROMs. Um, <laughs> so, so, what so a funny like thing to say. <laughs> Wait, is anyone seeing a sniper laser on Josh's forehead right now? I, I own a physical copy of all these games. What are you talking about? And uh, yeah, it never arrived. And when I found out why, they sent me the wrong tracking number and it's currently in the stratosphere, it disappeared somewhere. So that's good. You might say it evaporated. <laughs> yeah, the Steam Deck is literally <laughs> yeah, evaporated. Nice. <laughs> so, so a fun callback to like 50 episodes ago, it's actually illegal to have ROMs in Australia to back up your own games. That is true. I do remember Why did that. you stress illegal? Because what? Josh is saying that he's got physical copies of all the games that he has ROMs of, but that doesn't, he, he's not covered by law over here. What if you dump the cartridge yourself? They dump nah, the ROM it's, yourself. It's illegal here. It, that's, yeah. That's Wild. Illegal, yeah. I didn't know that. No, I mean, no, no, no. I was trying to say, you meant like illegal, like e-girl. So all of my ROMs are stored on Dropbox, which is actually on US servers, so... <laughs> hey, hey, Steve, that was not what I was trying to say at all, actually. Oh. Um, Can okay, we buy cool, some well. illegal bathwater? <laughs> Do you think Patrick would like it better if I stressed that they were clown girls? Yes, he would. No, definitely, it's definitely worse. Like, Man, I'm not saying I hate clowns, but I'm also not saying I don't hate clowns. Um, train wreck, just like that one police officer. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> now that'll date the episode. Oh, boy. There's your title. Fast travel train. <laughs> Fast travel train. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, it took me a okay. second to me. <laughs> well, um, let's just pretend I said something really funny as a segue. Seth, what's your, what have you been up to this week? Uh, I played God of War Ragnarok and finished it. So I'll, I'll have a fair bit to say about that. I wrote my own notes so I won't get sidetracked when I'm inevitably uh, cut short in all of my sentences, which I'm surprised <laughs> hasn't happened yet. So you finished Ragnarok in your first week of playing it. Uh, not the end of the world. No, uh, not yet. That's, that's, that's clever. It's not funny, but it's clever. It's clever, but it's not funny, no. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't the god of that joke. Cut to commercial, cut to commercial. That wasn't funny either. <laughs> Do I make well, anyway, a point about of or war? <laughs> Um, oh, what was I not to? Uh, I'm... <laughs> what are you going to do with all of <laughs> This has been a train wreck. Back on topic, fellas. No, no, no. Don't bring up train. It'll set Josh off. Also, I don't know how to mark this. This is, <laughs> this is technically round a lounge, but it was never introduced, so I don't have a marker for it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, welcome back to part two of the Bumblecast. Um, what have I been up to this week? I'm dusting off something from the, from the archives, from the backlog. I finished uh, Ration Clank Ripped Apart uh, a month ago, but uh, figure now in classic uh, fast travel lounge fashion, get to talk about the game that was released almost two years ago, or maybe even two years ago. I don't remember when it came out, but certainly not in 2023 or not in 2022. So I'll, I'll talk about that. Uh, what about you, Steve? Well, um, it's, uh, it might be calling me a bit of a junkie for this one, but I've been uh, getting a bit high, uh, high on life. Uh, so you went outside, game. but what did you play? Uh, Rick and Morty, the game. Did you also oh, punch okay. any woman while you were playing that game? Oh, I knew it. I fucking knew it. I knew you'd fucking play. <laughs> no, what no. do you mean? The minigame is to groom them. <laughs> it, oh, oh, God, gosh. yeah, that happened too. Yeah, it did. It really just adds on, doesn't it? Not to mention, but Squanch games. I mean, what? A dude has no taste. Look, let's just talk about the video game. <laughs> yeah, go on, Steve. Go on to bat for Justin Roiland right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say that. No! no! Okay, you just cool. talk about uh, the video game when Justin Roiland is 90% of that game. <laughs> can't, can't wait for someone to start playing Hogwarts Legacy just for us to shit on JK Rowling. <laughs> I, knew, I was going and to ask no now. way mention the video game. <laughs> I was going to ask, should I actually oh, talk man. about this game given his recent controversies? And I'm like, you know what? No, I think we'll be able to have a proper discussion about the game. Um, yeah, we're wrong. horribly wrong. You know what? Um, we can't even have a proper discussion about games that don't have sex offenders as 90% of the games. <laughs> now, let's be fair. You know Actually, what? no, wait, oh, no, no, no grooming to sex offenders. Seth, 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 hold up, hold up. I can't believe I'm saying this. Josh has been gone for months. He comes back 13 minutes into an episode. He gets a take right. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> What the well hell? Really is well Ragnarok. Witness That's, protection training really yeah. did pay off. It really is Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, Josh spelt J-A-W-S-H is the thing that the Norse mythology was worried about to end the world. <laughs> and you know what? I think they were right. Um, cool. Well, uh, even though if you didn't mark it, Seth, I did. Boom. Round the lounge finished. Bang on six minutes. Awesome. That's an 80% speed run. Actually, uh, 100% speed run. 80% would just be me introducing it. Moving on. Anyway, um, why don't we hit God of War uh, first? All right, sure. First or the second one? I hate Well, him. if it's the first one, I get to hear you talk more. And I don't know if, <laughs> no, that's, no, no. A good, I don't know if that's what the audience wants. So... No, 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 no. We can do Ragnarok. Okay, yeah, let's go into Josh talking about the first one for like... No, 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 no. We can do Ragnarok. I, I, I apologize. Let's can just do Ragnarok. No, 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 no. It's, it's fine. It's fine. No, no, we'll, we'll split the difference. We'll get into God of War Ragnarok in a sec. But Josh, if you could just give us a quick 
30 minute recap on 2018. <laughs> 30 minute recap on 2018. What do you mean? I, you, you had what a whole do you mean? slide deck. We spent deck. it all inside. You had got 30 minutes to talk about. Oh, that was 2019, wasn't it? God, that was 2020. Oh, 2019 and 2020. Oh, it nope, started 2019 in 2019. was fine. What? 20, November did not nah. lock down? Nope. It was like February. Oh, fuck. We were inside because of the bushfires around December. Oh, that's but- right. There was another <laughs> fucking crisis <laughs> at that point in the life. Yeah. Don't forget, yeah, we- Good old, good old Scotty to went to Hawaii while the uh, bushfires were happening. All I'm saying, all I'm saying, Josh, Josh enters witness protection and changes his name, and then suddenly it feels like Brad and Rock in Australia. All I'm saying. Yeah, 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 giant Wait, so what, what are we doing this- Am, am I having like a schizophrenia moment? Like, what are we- You, you are, but don't worry. Uh, I'm here to guide you through this episode. Seth's going to talk about Ragnarok. Go, Seth. Okay, so everyone kind of gets the idea that I wasn't really big on 2018 and uh, God of War 2018. God of War Ragnarok kind of is like one step forward, two steps back for me in that, holy shit, the story and the characters and the writing is so much better in this game for me. But everything else that I didn't like, like the arm um, combat system and the RPG elements, they they didn't just double down on those. They tripled down on everything. They made everything way more customizable. Every, everything's becoming more and more uh, armor and uh, uh, upgradable. It's it's such a big headache. And I think a lot of that comes from how much they also just kind of expanded the game. So do you mean that in like a, the negative, they're padding out the game with the shit I don't like, or they've tried something cool to do and it doesn't vibe with me? The, the armor stuff feels like padding. But I also feel like they had to do that in concession with what was actually good expansion in that um, you, you visit every realm in this game and basically all of them is a little mini map with their own like really long narrative set piece level and then a big open area for you to go around, explore, uh, do side quests, just get a lay of the land, get some story beats, get some character moments. So they fully expanded on all of those things like you get... So many more big moments and small moments between everyone. Not every realm has those, but a good chunk of them do. Muspelheim and Niflheim still kind of get the short end of the stick. Helheim is still kind of um, a regular level, but there's other ones that get expanded out nicer. And yeah, I feel like because of how much they've expanded on the levels, they've also had to expand on the army system. So instead of everything upgrading like three or four times, there's more armor sets than there were in the last game, and all of them can be upgraded to level nine. And Yuck. Yeah, and all of them have their own sort of little perks, and it just kind of becomes a headache. And I think they knew that, because at the end of the game, I just had maxed out default gear that you get at the very beginning of the game, and those stats still basically even out with the other armor throughout the game. In fact, I kind of prefer it because it doesn't even spread of your stats through all of the different stats. Like, it increases your vitality, luck, runic, uh, strength, and vitality and everything. While other ones will just, like, focus in two or three stats. But uh, the, the trade-off is that the default gear doesn't have, like, perks attached to them, while the other ones do have perks. Like, there'll be ones that are like, oh, hey, if you dodge at the right timing, then you'll activate uh, the phase shift, which slows down the enemies for you to get a bunch of hits in. That stuff didn't really matter to me in the end. They give you a talisman at the very beginning of the game, which is just, hey, if you press L1 and circle, you just get a increase to your strength for five seconds. And that was the only one I used the entire game. Everything else just seemed 
weird to me. Like there was one that was also activate phase shift whenever you want. There was one that's a big AOE attack and it's like, yeah, but I just kind of preferred a little buff in strength for uh, that little extra bit of time that they give you. So do you think that's uh, a you problem because you ooga booga your way through with just that strength thing or are the other ones just not fun to play around? Like, did you try the other one? I tried the other ones. They weren't for me. I get that they're all for different people's different play styles or like mixing up uh, toolkits. But again, it was just kind of like the, this customization ability isn't what I come to God of War for. And uh, I didn't get anything out of the other ones. So it was just kind of like, yeah, I'll just stick with the strength one because I, I'll just unga-bunga everything. Yeah, those, uh, when I played 2018, like what, six months ago, it, the customization is such a, not very good. It's arguably the worst part of the game. Yeah, yeah. It is the worst part of the game, I think. I don't, I don't even think there's anything that comes close to that being as bad as that, to be honest, in that game. Yeah, like, it's, it's almost, I would probably prefer, instead of upgrading, you find, like, an upgraded armor set, if that makes sense. Like, instead of crafting material, you find, like, a better armor. Yeah. I yeah, that kind of just happens over the course of, um, of 2018 anyway, I feel like. Well, it, it in... sort of, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't. towards the you end. You find I parts, to... but, yeah. 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 Towards the end, I did upgrade some. But it's because of the customization, uh, well, not the customization, but how everything is balanced more in Ragnarok, and it's more about um, playstyle and customization than it uh, just hard upgrading. E- every armor set in this game is fairly balanced with one another, so you can just find something you like and then just stick with that and upgrade it. Yeah, I, I guess that's this. This might t- touch wood. This might sound like a Josh take, but I guess I don't really understand the complaint there then because let's uh so i i am somewhere in the middle of ragnarok i have no idea how long i have left um and to be honest i haven't touched it in like a month and a half so i don't really remember what my armor or weapon situation is but something like monster hunter for example shit ton of armor sets all of them particularly the late game ones have particular perks and things and there's generally a need to hot swap pieces either for what you're fighting or for a particular playstyle. The complaint sounds like to me, here is the system which, if you're into, is great, but if you if you're not into it, has no detriment to the game because, as you said, you can just use the default set the whole way through. So, where is the complaint? Is the complaint that having the system is detrimental to the game, or that you don't feel like you could use the system and therefore you feel like you're missing uh, missing out on something? It's more, it's, it's not, um, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. It feels like it doesn't add anything to this game, in my opinion. Like, I don't think that the RPG mechanics do anything for God of War. And that's just me coming from the mindset of, I prefer God of War as an action game where you just, your upgrades are like getting new moves and uh, getting more combat options rather than to get the number higher. And if you like specific armor sets, then you get like weird random perks that just are there to make the, to justify the armor pieces being there. Like I, I, I get that side of it, but to me, it would feel like, like a a legitimate version of that complaint would be they make you change armors or they make you use the system that you don't want to interact with. And that remove and that detracts from the experience. Fine. Accepted. I hate it when games do that, but it, it still sounds to me like, it's a system that exists, which, because you're able to do it with default gear, has not impacted your gameplay at all. 
and you don't like it just for existing. Yeah, it's more. I. It's yeah. It's just it's there, and if you don't want to engage with it, then you don't have to. But it's one of those things where. <laughs> but you hate added, it anyway. It's one of those <laughs> things where it's like if you've added it to the game, it should add something to the game. If you're going to do okay, armor that, that sets, side of it, that, yeah. that side of it, I can accept. That, that's yeah. fair. That's if fair. you're going to do armor sets, um, make it like 2018, where there's a constant increasing of level. There can be like once you're at the legendary tier, and there's like three different armor sets that you can pick between that are all viable. That's fine, but don't have nah. every single armor set to be viable because it's it doesn't feel good when you're uh really deep into the game getting new armor, and it's like. Yeah, but the one that I got at level one is better. <laughs> and here's me with every um every master rank armor set in, in Monster Hunter going, but what if I eventually want to run the yeah. iron helmet? <laughs> I, I, I think I'm the opposite to, to your take. I haven't obviously played Ragnarok yet, but playing 2018, I was like, well, I'm going to use just whatever the highest level armor is, regardless of the perks, and I'm not going to adjust my playstyle, so these are just fucking annoying to me. And then I had to change it for the, the smoky area that I can't remember what it's called right now, because you have to have a certain armor set that reduces that thing so that you can get better armor. Oh yeah, armor. The, um, the tick up, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, well, now I'm being forced to use his mechanic and I fucking hate it. So to me, 2018 was a shit version of that. And if I could just pick up an armor set and go, oh, I, I play by dodging, and there's one that in, in enhances my dodging abilities, then why wouldn't I just use that? Or if there's one that increases like throwable, throwables or the runic power or whatever, then I can adjust and create a different game each time I want to play the game even. Whereas if you go back to 2018, you're going to be using the same armor sets for the same things. So I, 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 I disagree. Okay, so here's, a, here's another thing about that in that this is a fucking long game. Uh, they have all these things where it's like you can customize them through your playthrough. Uh, like it, different playthroughs can be different depending on how you do your armor, uh, how you equip yourself with the armor sets. I don't think you'd ever want to play this game again after one playthrough. I think one playthrough is plenty. It'd be more like you you'll it's it's better if you experiment in new realms or new chapters rather than a new playthrough. It's like it's a very weird balancing act. That's terrible. So, even um, even that point's interesting, right? Because uh I as as I unfortunately mentioned in the last episode, haven't finished Elden Ring yet. I intend to at some point, I swear. But a lot of people that played Elden Ring go, holy shit, this game was so amazing, I want to play it multiple times. And that game's fucking ginormous. Yeah, it is. So, I started playing so, that again recently. It's so good. What's the, so what, what's the difference to you in, in that, Seth? In that, uh, like, wh where's the line between wanting to play it again and not wanting to play it again? Because both games are very big. Elden Ring is more of a gameplay-focused game, while this is more of a narrative-driven game. So you can't skip the cutscenes in this game. So you'll have, like, a good experience the first time, and you'll be like, Oh yeah, there's these slow moments where it's paced really, like paced really slowly. I was getting like flashbacks of um the latest season of uh, Stranger Things. I think it's season four. Yeah, season four is the latest one. Yeah, where they're um really long and drawn out, but like it feels like everything's paced slow and drawn out for a deliberate reason, and you're engaged with every little detail that's going on. I would right, I see. I would never want to sit through and that uh, like there's one section that's like two to three hours long i would never want to sit through that section again on another playthrough and there's no way to skip it so it's just like a replay would be like yeah going through all these slow deliberate cutscenes that are like unfolding the mystery that works well the first time you're playing the game but on a second playthrough would be kind of mind numbing 
while Elden Speaking Ring. Speaking of cutscenes, just uh, like just super quickly, it just reminded me of a, of a fantastic Easter egg from 2018. One of the really early scenes with Boulder in it when he gets introduced. I don't remember which specific scene. I think it's somewhere around the first fight. Couldn't tell you the exact cut though. Where Boulder's not on screen, but his model is still in the environment, and so. Um, it might have been when they did the PC port, but someone was able to break out of the fixed camera view for that cutscene, and they rotated it around, and Boulder's standing behind the camera just pulling the finger with both hands Kratos. <laughs> That's excellent. That's so good. It's, it's, I knew you were going to say finger too detail. for some reason. It just it yeah. felt right. It, it did the rounds on the internet a few months ago when someone discovered it, but no, I just want to bring it up again because that's such a good Easter egg because it'll never be found until someone breaks out of the camera like that. But sorry, Zap, continue. I, was just, so I, just, I had to say that when you brought it up. Yeah, yeah. so it's just like this being a narrative-driven game and having long drawn-out moments and long cutscenes to sit through, I don't think it works well for a second playthrough, while Elden Ring is much more gameplay-focused, and after the first playthrough, you kind of know where you're going now, and you know what thing do you want to hit up, what thing do you want to ignore, so it's just more playing through the game again for the sake of playing through it again, and it'll be mm. more uninterrupted than the first playthrough would be. Speaking of interruptions, <laughs> um, okay, Sorry for so a message from our sponsor. No? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been so good, eh? Just in- integrated uh, sponsorship segment right here. Um, Krispy Kreme Ford Truck Month. Um, oh, no, God, uh, not Ford Truck Month. It's, been like six <laughs> it's, it's coming back, baby. <laughs> um, uh, so we've talked about the things that made Ragnarok less good in terms of its length and replayability and armor. There's, what are uh, some there's things one more I know thing that I'm- you're. There's one more thing oh, okay. I want to yeah, hit cool. on that's a, ne- that's a negative, and then I, I can just go into positives if, if that's fine. Sure. Yeah, um, the last thing I want to bring up as a negative is, um, this is going back to the armor system a little bit as well, uh, they fucked with the shield in this game. In 2018, your shield just did everything. It parried well, you got counterattacks, you had certain attacks that came in through upgrades. And this game broke it into four shields, so you... Uh, you begin with uh, one shield that's good at parrying and one shield that's good at defense. The defense one is what was usually a parry only uh, attack that you could go through, or like a, you had if you weren't good enough at parrying, then just dodge out the way. The yellow ring attacks, they you you can just block those with the defensive shield. While the parry shield is er- basically everything knocks you out of block stance. But if you're very good at parrying, then you can use the double tap L1 attack, which is an awful attack, by the way. I fucking hate that attack. I think it feels awful to double tap L1 to have something come out. Okay. <laughs> uh, parrying, parrying with that shield will increase the effectiveness of that attack. About And then later, later on in the game, I won't say how long it takes, um, you, get, uh, you get a shield that um, after parrying, you can press R1 or R2 to do your counter attacks with it. And I feel like it took way too long for that to come back because that's a core part of like how I play the game, <laughs> how I played um, 2018 was using the counter attacks really heavily. But there was also one other thing, which was um, in 2018, you had an attack where if you held down the R1 button, Kratos would do a spin with the shield to hit people and then it would do like a wind up and he'll punch into the shield to do a shockwave attack. That's been turned into its own separate shields now, so they've taken away a part of the shield moveset to make that its own shield instead. And it's a weird step back in how the shield works and is kind of like, I feel like it's part of that whole hindrance of they tripled down on the RPG mechanics and the um, 
edit how you play Kratos sort of thing. And I think just the one shield in 2018 worked a lot better than having four different options to choose from in Ragnarok. Wasn't the shield, like, in the earlier God of War, didn't he get that shield from some god or something as well? Wasn't it, like, a particular shield? Or am I overthinking this? There's a shield weapon that you get in the other ones, but this one specifically in these are... in the Norse games, was a gift from his wife. Oh, for some reason I thought it was the shield you had in the earlier God of Wars. Nah, oh, nah. Okay. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, less, I'm, I'm more fine with them fucking with it now then. But still, it's a <laughs> bit weird. I don't care now. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you hear that, Santa Monica? Jo- Josh gave his thumbs up. Continue fucking Josh. with the shield. Josh. Josh. <laughs> J- Josh. So what's J-A-O-O-S-H. Well, we've talked about the gameplay and that- I, I, still, got, I still got a little bit to what, talk about. you still about got more game- things to say? Oh, well, you're running out of time, <laughs> big fella. I've got um, one I more thing story. to say about the, the gameplay and then uh, this is a positive for the gameplay. So something oh, that first. I do- Something I do like is that um, they've upgraded the, um, the, pull, the move pool that um, the uh, Leviathan Axe and the Blades of Chaos have now. And what was runic attacks in the last game, they've implemented into just being base moveset attacks in this game. Like there was one where there was one runic attack in the last game uh, where Kratos drags the um, axe across the floor and it makes like a shockwave of um, a line of um, ice shards that uh, poke out of the ground and stun enemies. That just became part of the moveset now. It's just um, holding R1 now and he'll rake the axe across the floor and do that attack. So oh, props, cool. props on them. Mm. Uh, taking old special moves and just implementing them into the game now is pretty cool. Um, there's also a new mechanic where if you hold down the triangle button while the um while the uh, weapons are in your hand, you'll upgrade them to start doing elemental attacks. So you hold down the triangle button and ice covers the Levi- Leviathan axe, and your throws will do buffed out damages, or your um attacks will do like ice elemental type attacks. Uh, you can also do the same thing with the blades of chaos. They um. It- Ignite on fire, and you get special moves out of that. Blades of Chaos also got a, an essential buff where you can use them to either pull enemies towards yourself or pull yourself towards enemies. One of my favorite moves from God of War 2 and 3, where if an enemy is up in the air, you can grab them and you'll just yank them down into the floor and bounce them to do even more damage. Um, that coming back is fantastic. Love that move so much. I use it a lot to just send enemies into their grave. Yeah, so upgrades to the move move kit is very much appreciated. And that's it for the gameplay, I think. Yeah, that's it for the gameplay. Is it still like you, you get those puzzles and it's like, hey, as soon as you walk in, you have like two seconds to look around and then you've got Atreus that's like, hey, you should do this. And he's like, yeah, no, that happened a fair oh, few God, times so as well. And yeah. they also have barks in combat, like you'll be set on fire and Atreus will yell, set. Oh hey, you're on fire, but you probably already knew that. Or um, maybe uh, um, will yell, um, uh, <laughs> yeah, Kratos, you're on fire, but it'll pass. And it's like, yeah, I kind of figure I'm on fire because Kratos is on fire. I don't need a call out for that. I have eyes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> one, actually, one more thing about gameplay. This is very, very quick. They kind of removed the red and blue enemies from this game. So there were certain enemies in 2018 where you could, if they were on fire, you could only hurt them with the Leviathan axe. And if they were covered in ice, you could only hurt them with um, the Blades of Chaos. Oh, and that was just... Yeah, they, I, they, I like that. I, I hate diversity. that. I hate I that. Hate it, too. Um, it, it locks you into using <laughs> that specific weapon. Um, it, you can do cool things. No, no, no. Those, those specific enemies were... Their entire health bar was stuck like that. 
Yeah, but like it's into the next wave or the next area. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I arguing different things. This this game pulled back on that. So now enemies can get shielded and uh, they'll have the elemental shields. And once you take out the shield, then you can open up and do any weapon you want on them. So it's a kind of like a a um a slight pullback on those. So they made style a Genshin combat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are there any um are there any spoiler free uh set pieces or story bits that you want to hit? So get this right. It's the end of the world, <laughs> and that's why it's called Ragnarok. And it's and it's directed by Taika Waititi. They there's um they they start out very hard and heavy at the beginning of the game. Um, you're getting attacked by Freya right away. And then you transition to meeting Odin and Thor. Uh, you get into the Thor fights, and it's basically this game's version of the first Boulder fight, where it's like these are the stakes. This is the big guy that you're going to go against. Odin's already like trying to manipulate Atreus. And do we, do we want to mention what happens during the Thor fight? Um, no, no. Let's save those no. surprises for people who play for the first time. Because okay. I think those oh. are fantastic set pieces that happen in that, and I don't want to ruin it for other people like it was ruined for me. Oh, yeah, okay. Understandable. Wait, so is it set pieces in the terms of uh, the grand design no, of the no, graphics? No, no, we're, we're, and... we're not saying anything. We're not saying anything. Okay, no, that's fair. Fuck you. I'll play it myself <laughs> when I eventually get a PS5 in 40 years' time. Phase transitions will have it's set pieces. It's on PS4 as well, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it, it is on PS4 it... as well. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Right. But no. I'm pretty certain. But a spoiler-free setup of the game is that after Thor and Odin come to visit um, Kratos and Boy, uh, Odin is like, oh, hey, you better not go get Tyr. I'll, I'll do a peace treaty if you don't go get Tyr. And so you set out on a quest to go find Tyr, the god of war for the Norse mythology, who everyone presumed Just was Just like there. the title of the game. <laughs> yeah, because find it, it, the uh, giant's uh, prediction is that Tyr is going to lead the armies of, um, of all the realms to Ragnarok. And so Atreus is like war hungry. He, he wants to go to war. He wants to fulfill his prophecy of being the one to kill Odin. So um, he's, he's very much in this like state of proving himself and wanting to start Ragnarok. And Kratos is like, no, you, you don't understand what war is. You think this is going to be some sort of great uh, battle where you become a hero, but the consequences are going to take a toll on you. And Atreus is having none of that. Yeah, of course, he's never been in a so war. So he basically like, goes back to being a little shit like the middle of 2018. God, I wanted to dropkick him off that mountain, I yeah. swear to God. Well, that was the, yeah, that was, it was good when he came through the other end. It was like a, for lack of a better um, analogy, like a big hard poop. Like it feels really bad when it's in your tummy, but when you poop it out, it feels good. I will not explain anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, because I think I've gone over time, um, final thoughts. Story absolutely pulled the weight for this game. I came away from it liking it more than 2018 just for the story alone. It actually made me, even though all the other parts of the games, I, the game I thought was worse than the last one, the story alone was like, yeah, no, I, I like this way more. Never touching either of these games again. 7 out of 10, it's all right. <laughs> Oh my god. 7 out of 10 is more than alright. That's... Who was the one with Josh Tanks? Were we renaming them? Or? <laughs> you, you missed out last I, week where I had to give an actual Josh take because you haven't been around for like 20 weeks. God damn. Shit's yeah. changed, Holmes. Yeah. But yeah. Man, you really think I, you know someone then. I definitely yeah, recommend it though. It's... The, just for the story alone, it's worth playing both of these games. Would it be better as a movie or a TV show? 
No. <laughs> One no. starring Pedro Pascal <laughs> on no. HBO Max. Mm. Pedro Pascal with tentacles is instead of gods. I'm pretty sure <laughs> they are mm. making a God of War TV show for the record. Yeah, they've probably been saying the last ten years. Just like that. Uh, just spoiler the news, the Borderlands show. That's coming out, isn't it? Yeah, the Borderlands movie. Who's the that's kid that I mean. plays Spider-Man that's in every fucking movie lately? Tom Holland? He's in the Uncharted one. Tom Holland. It'll just be with Tom uh, Holland as uh, Atreus. Right. I gotta go. I gotta Tom Holland as Atreus <laughs> is actually funny. I, yeah, I was, I was prepared for you to say Kratos. No, God, no. Tom Holland. Nah, someone no, like no, The no, Mountain watch. from uh, Game of Thrones would be fucking no, great. No, no, other way, other way. Um, ever, ever since uh, <laughs> Kevin Hart being cast as Roland in the Borderlands film, I just think of Kevin Hart as like, because he's normally the sidekick character, right? Imagine him as the action hero, like, uh, as, as the action hero role. Him as Kratos. Kevin, Kevin, yeah, Kevin Hart is no Kratos. pale white. <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Hart. the opposite of blackface? <laughs> Kevin Hart is Kratos, The Rock is Atreus. Oh my god, that'd be great. <laughs> yes. And, but like the whole time they never acknowledge that Kevin's small. <laughs> they do the camera tricks to make him so look funny. bigger. Oh, that, that he's just constantly really on a box. <laughs> like no, no, he's, he's, he's just right in front of the camera while the rock is like twenty feet back. Yeah, yeah. Or um, <laughs> or in every shot with the rock, they've just had to like dig holes for his legs, and he's just like on his knees. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What a horrific movie. Or, it's just the or, rock, but he's in the Black Adam costume because <laughs> that was such no, a flaw. No, no. He has to bring it somewhere it, else. Even even better, uh, the uh, the the rock isn't Atreus. He's Mimir, but it's not just the head. It's the full like it's it's the whole the rock just attached to the side of Kevin just Hart. Just attached to the belt. <laughs> they drag him along the floor. <laughs> <laughs> the rock plays Freya. <laughs> <laughs> Including the wolves. Plays the wolves. Except for Nicholas Nicholas Cage plays Mimi. <laughs> Kevin Hart plays the dead giant that has the giant pick in the in the ground. It's, <laughs> but it's, it's actual it's, Kevin Hart size. <laughs> it's it's Chris Pratt it's Chris Pratt playing Mimir, but it's just his regular voice rather than <laughs> rather than Mimir's distinctive <laughs> accent. But he does it's a young um, social Mimir. media post six months before they throw the trailer where he does his normal voice and he promises that's not the voice. And then <laughs> lo and behold. <laughs> It's the voice. God, hypotheticals are making me sad. You know, you're, you're onto something with um Chris Pratt here, but what if it was Tina from um Bob Spokers? As who? As um as uh, Mimi. As Chris Pratt. I can see that working. Yeah. Seth, Seth Rogen plays Sindri, um not Sindri, uh Brock. <laughs> <laughs> that that would actually work so well. <laughs> that that would actually be pretty good. Yeah, I'm not upset about that one. Him or Jonah Hill. Yes. <laughs> Who would play their brother? Who would play whatever his name is? Sindri. Um, yeah. Uh, Michael Sarah. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> that, you know what? Holy I'd watch that. shit. <laughs> that, that, that image just came to my mind after I said um, Jonah Hill for... Um, my, uh, my guy, you fucking rock. soul read the cast of God of War 2018, the movie. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Michael all, all I'm Sarah. saying is so, uh, Sony's been real quiet on announcing who's in that film, and I think I know why. <laughs> I can imagine Michael Sarah doing the whole like ill germs, I'm not gonna touch it thing as well. It would work really well. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he's perfect as that type of character. It's his only role. That's true. Either that or awkward teenager despite being like in his thirties. <laughs> Atreus, but it's the voice of H. John Benjamin. Who's that? I don't know who that is either. Archer. Yeah. Uh, Archer. Oh, yeah. or, or Bob from 
Bob's Burgers to take <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, I always get the same You way. pick up Mamir's head, don't, don't leave the head here. Do you want answers? How you get answers? <laughs> 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 he does some sort of sick call mid battle. Are we not doing freezing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Can we get Seth MacFarlane as our Mamir? No. Yeah, we're going to guess. Yeah, no, no, no. He can do a game street, but uh, I'm not, not going to commit, you know? He can do <laughs> all his different- casting choice, Seth, you're on a roll. <laughs> He's, um, he, he, his natural Mimir voice is Quagmire, but he does Peter and Brian and Stewie and everyone else when he's telling stories. <laughs> Alright, you know what? I'm back on board. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that, that just makes me think, um, uh, uh, like, uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker just voicing everyone <laughs> in, in God of War. <laughs> And also the accent while on acid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it's them voicing it, but they're getting told what the law is, and then and then and they're, they're still on acid. It. Yeah, yeah, and and they're just and they're just being recorded live. <laughs> you gotta leave the uh, you gotta leave like the people telling them what the law is, and they just Kratos just standing there, and you can't move him while it's happening. <laughs> Do I have to give props though? Uh, is it uh, Christopher Judge? Is it the, the voice actor? Yeah, Christopher yes. Judge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he God does a damn. good job. Yeah. He he does. And his um acceptance speech at um the Game of the Year Awards, uh while long was it was really good. Like he, <laughs> but Seth, he, he was it as a... long as Ragnarok or <laughs> No, unfortunately. Uh, like it, it got pretty close, but Ragnarok edges us out. Unfortunately, you wanted to speak for more. Listen, that, that man took that <laughs> stage and he was not leaving till he was done and props <laughs> to him, I think he owned it. Back the hustle. Yeah, fair enough. Actually, actually actually on that note though, um I think it's a shame that only the main characters get put up for voice actor of the year because there's a character in this game that kills it. And I think he I think I know which everyone one. else. I'm I'm not at that point yet, but I think I know which one. That that's fair. No spoilers. I will yeah, play no this spoilers because yeah. he, he starts killing it at a very spoiler specific moment. At the end of the world. <laughs> is it when he is is it when he does a gym look at the camera and says, Now I'm the god of war? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am the Ragnarok. <laughs> no, dude, he just says, I am the rock. <laughs> <laughs> Can you smell what I'm cooking? <laughs> and then leaves. <laughs> the Nine Realms, that's what he's cooking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> All right, I think uh, this okay, pro- well. pro- it probably, yeah, yeah, I probably should move on. How uh, many times have you tried time. to move on, actually? Uh, almost as... Uh, you know what? I, you really I just want to add one to the counter, huh? There was a start of the segue, and then I realized it. it, it no, nah, the segue. I'm putting down the shovel. Steve, talk about high on life. Uh, well, just before you move on, um, oh, fuck God of War Ragnarok is out on PS4. So, he's been sitting there. Yep, he's yeah, been sitting I, there for 15 minutes, just waiting for a break so he can say that. <laughs> yep, didn't we interrupt? Um, <laughs> anyway, Michael Sarah, rah rah rah, he's like, it is on PS4. <laughs> <laughs> I've been quietly seething. Um, anyway, so high on life. Uh, so High on Life is, as I said before, essentially Rick and Morty, the video game. With domestic abuse? Uh, and sexual assault. <laughs> All right, but both those are true of the creator, not the game itself. I mean, um, the, the game is just him. <laughs> but yeah, go on. Yeah, very true. So essentially High on Life, uh, the premise is that you're some loser kid that does nothing but play video games all day. Um, oh, jeez, Rick. <laughs> your parents go away for the weekend and leave you oh and your God, sister alone. Is this alone. the next 20 minutes is going to be, Josh? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but buckle yourself in. Um, and then, like, while you and your sister are sort of, like, hanging out, aliens, like, abduct your house because they've worked out a way that to 
uh, turn humans into a drug, and it's like the best drug in the entire world. Yeah, you're you're is, you're literally getting high off other people's lives. Yep, that's that is, words out that is, now, my friend. That is the pun of the title. Yeah, you- and there's also like a drug store called High on Life because they humans aren't the only living creatures that they use to get high. It's like when you think about it, it's pretty fucked up, and it's an NPC that pretty much says it. But it's like, hey, gotta get your fix from somewhere, right? Uh, no, so no, you this don't. Game, right? Well, if you think about it, plants are living creatures. So this game is essentially a uh, first-person sh- shooter. Um, there is no open world. There's a bit of a hub world and a bit of, uh, for lack of a better word, almost like Metroidvania elements. Um, but thank God it's not open world. Very good. It wouldn't have worked as an o- as an open world game. So hang on. So to describe describe how the Metroidvania concept works if the levels are. Like, are you saying that levels are linear, but they're also Metroidvania? Or so the the levels are linear in the sense that the first time you go there, you've got an objective, and it's essentially a, a corridor. Uh, but then, as you get different guns, which talk to you, Gatlings or whatever they're called, um, you can get different power ups and abilities that allow you to reach other areas. So it yeah, it's essentially like split paths that take you down different story pathways, nah. right? No, nope, too gen- too gen- too generous, too generous. Um, it's essentially, you've got a corridor and then you've got like a little side path that's like a dead end that you quickly go pick up a treasure chest and that treasure chest gives you a bit more money. Um, and then you're back on the the story path. Uh, Yeah. There's not really that much to it. Yeah. Like it's, it's not, it's branching paths in the sense of there's somewhere else to go, but there is a corridor to walk down. It's like you're playing a game and you walk the opposite direction first because you know there'll be a treasure chest down the other side. That's that's all it is. I, I meant, like, in the sense of you go down, like, the level one time and you'll have, like, one story path. And then when you go back, there's, like, the other path you could have seen, but you needed another gun to go down it. And then once you go down it, that's a separate linear path to go down the second storyline, basically, right? No, no, no. There is no. Every level is essentially one storyline. Wow, um, zero for two, Seth. This must be yeah, embarrassing nah. for you. You're giving it. You're giving it too much. You're giving it too much credit. Like, think of it like yeah, when you're the, the dude that a sex offender. Okay, like he's he's not that. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. So what you're saying yeah, is a lower the number of paths are better for him. Well, oh, well yeah, <laughs> he is famous for dealing with things in low numbers. No, so if you do go back and visit an area, you might have access to like a little, like a higher platform or a different area to sort of go in, find a treasure chest, get more money, come back. It's not like there aren't sort of like forked paths that sort of called a sack into another path. It is, uh, you'll visit one area for one story beat, which the story beats are bounties because you've got to go through five or six bounties. Uh, you kill the person you're supposed to beat, and then you're back to the hub world. You pick up, the, you upgrade your weapons and equipment. Um, you progress the story. You're back on the next. Which, but for all intensive purposes, I like that. It was sort of good to play a game that's a. It's like, yeah, this is what you got to do. Don't bother with side quests, and don't worry about. You, there is a, like a little bit of an exploration, but not too much. And I do sort of think the exploration part. Exploration is very generous because all these just sort of poking around and being like, oh, there's a treasure chest over there. I've got to work out how to get there. Re- even if I've got the power to work there. And that probably works in the game's favor because essentially when it comes to combat, you're essentially in like a combat arena. You kill all the enemies. Uh, you kill all the enemies and then 
you're on to the next combat arena. So that exploration to find other money to upgrade the equipment is a, break up the combat a little bit. But then at the same time, it is very one note. It is like, oh, yeah, cool, I've just got to jump or I've got to go the long way around. Yeah, come back. But I, there are some treasure chests that were like just out of my reach. And I spent probably a bit too much time looking for the solution, but it turns out the solution was that I didn't have it because it was the power-up. And that was mm. very frustrating. But <laughs> that is what... Um, so, the, so the combat itself is very generic first-person shooter. Um, you, the very big difference here is probably everybody's seen in the gameplay trailers is that the guns talk to you, for better or worse. Um, they added an option in the first week so that you can make it so that they talk to you less because that was very frustrating. See, I didn't think it was. Um, I it wasn't so, frustrating until they started repeating themselves. Yeah, and I maybe because I wasn't in the combat. Like, I, I'm not going to say that I'm the best at video games, um, but I wasn't in a combat encounter for that long. I didn't get to that point when they would start to repeat themselves. Like, there was a couple of times if the combat went for a little bit too long, he the gun would pretty much remind me, like, hey, don't forget to use my, like, special... My blob thing. thing. Yeah. yeah so don't forget to use that. And he would have said it, like, two or three times in, like, one encounter out of, like, 10 or 20 or so. And I was like, oh, that's a bit annoying. But then that's it. Like, it... But there's... The guns are talking about things in context to the encounter. Like, if you get... Uh, if you're killing, like, a certain... Enemy like, oh, yeah, we're killing these guys again. Like, there's a bunch of ant enemies at the start, and it's like, oh, man, you think they carry four guns instead of six. Oh, sorry, four <laughs> guns instead of one, because they've got more hands, but they don't. So uh, I guess they must be low-level enemies or something. Maybe later on they'll have more guns. And, and it's that type of fourth-wall-breaking humor that really carries the game, because there is nothing that gameplay-wise or mechanically that this game does different to any other game first-person corridor-based shooter like a Doom Eternals or Doom 2016 or anything like in that sort of era. And that's... <laughs> there's, there's nothing else like it except, and then you name both Doom games. Yeah. Well, I don't really play these type of games usually, so almost like a Bioshock type of thing. Um, right, yeah. That's probably a, a better example. But, yeah, the humour is the thing you're going to play this game for. And as someone who really does like uh, Rick and Morty humor uh, in small doses, I'll admit, um, like one episode of the, a day. Uh, I really found this game very But at the same time... That's an interesting you- thing to think about because you're like, yeah, I like uh, Rick and Morty for like one episode a day. And this is, I, I also know that you play games in a short burst, but this is basically like a eight or nine hour long Rick and Morty episode you can go through in one sitting. Which, which I guess people can also binge Rick and Morty, uh, like a season of Rick and Morty in one go. But even then, that's like four hours, I think, Rick and Morty usually yeah. goes for. So this is double well, the length of a Rick and Morty season. Essentially. But uh, don't forget, though, like the funniness and the humor and the dialogue is broken up um, by the combat and the combat area. Like it's not always talk, 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 talk. It's talk, 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 combat. Sometimes there's a little bit of talking during the combat. Oh, that was funny. And then you sort of go on. Um, and I thought that was... I thought it was good. Um, you're right. I probably was playing this game an hour, an hour and a half, two hours maximum uh, in burst. And 
there were some certain sections, like the combat is very samey, especially at the start when you've only got access to like one gun. It's like, oh, oh nothing's really changed here. Oh, another group of enemies. Oh, nothing's, I'm um, getting a bit bored now. Um, but then as you do get more guns and more power up, well, the guns come with their own power up. Like it sort of does get a bit more diverse. But at the same time, there's only four guns, really. Five guns on the fifth gun you get in the last level. Spoiler alert. Um, but it Generally, doesn't... one of the best jokes I saw from that game was when you get the fifth gun. What was it? This game's got a lot of jokes. Uh, just, just about his name. I don't want to spoil it if Josh isn't there yet. I'm probably not playing it, to be honest. I played the first couple of hours and went, eh, it's not really for me. Ah, okay, fair. It's, it's basically um, the fifth gun. Uh, they have to repair it. And um, his, his name's Les Duet. And uh, mm-hmm. um, they're like, yeah, so I repaired the gun, but there's a problem. He's, he's terminally brain damaged. And so the only thing he can say is, Les Duet. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I didn't think that was funny at all. Um, I think that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, made different jokes, I guess. Um, hey, Seth, brain damage is a serious thing that affects one out of four podcast uh, hosts, all right? So yeah, let's I'm just- one the brain damage because I, yeah. I generally thought that the let's do it joke was great. And, and it has, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a, it has good a good there. payoff right at the end. If, it, if um, the, the moral choice at the end of the game, they want you to do. Uh, the fuck do you I mean a moral choice it, in a Rick and Morty game? <laughs> Um, you, you finished it, right, sir, right, Steve? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so at the end of the game, you beat the final boss and you're stuck in a situation where it's like, well, the bomb inside his anus isn't detonating. One of the guns, <laughs> one of the guns has to be sacrificed to go in there. Um, the Morty gun is like, is doing the whole self-sacrifice hero thing. Um, and you don't have to use him. You can pull out any of the other guns. So it's like you go to the um the needler gun and she's like, oh no, don't you fucking dare do it to me. You pull out some <laughs> any any of the other two guns and they're they're also like, knifey? yeah, don't do it to me. But then you pull out Les do it and he's just been, do it. Yeah, he's just let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Also, yeah. also the joke before that with um I found the two most important people in the world to you was pretty good. Um, they they're like. The, the final boss traps you and he's like, I'm going to do something real fucked up. I'm going to get the two most, the two people you love most in the world and get them right here and kill them. Um, and yeah, and he's, you're, been taunting, he's, he's been taunting you the, um, the entire game about this. And you're like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, he's, he's got like, dad. Oh, shit. Yeah, and he pulls out Jack Black and another actress. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. It's like I don't know who these people are, yeah, and it's like not Bowser. What? But I asked everyone who they loved in the world, and everyone said these two people. And it's like, yeah, yeah, all of humanity loves them, but it's like they're not the most important people to me. Yeah, I love how I, I love how you 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 open that with the two most important people to you, and then you say Jack Black and an and actress. Somebody. Yeah, I, I forgot who <laughs> the actress no was. And and they actually got them to come in and voice lines for it. <laughs> I, I, it's literally just, hey, my name's Jack Black. I, I'm here. It's Jack Black and um, Susan Sarandon. Oh, God. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> what a yeah. weird pick for the second one. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, that's dying. great. That's, that's yeah. such a good pick. Yeah. It is a good but, pick. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just odd. Yeah. And the, the, this type of funny situations are the ones that like blindside you that you don't see coming. Um, and I, the humor is really good. Don't see coming. <laughs> I'm not gonna make the joke, but it's there. Just, just be aware. Let's do it. 
<laughs> no, Justin, no. <laughs> well, yeah, and, that, and that's, that's essentially what this game comes down to. Like, if you really do like the Rick and Morty humor, um, this game is for you. But the gameplay itself is very, eh, very mid. Like, the, 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 probably the, the thing that works in its favor makes it more simpler is that there is no, um, like, you've got infinite ammo for all your weapons. So, like, you, you do have to reload them, but you don't have to worry about, like, picking up any ammo canisters or anything, which doesn't really force you to use any other gun. So, realistically, the first gun you get, uh, just, like, a standard pistol, is pretty much the one that I stuck with because I, the other one's, like, the shotgun's sort of good at close range, but didn't really buy with it. The needle is all right, but easier to use the, the pistol, and there's one that, like, gives mind control to the enemies and that sort of gets a bit wiggy towards the end because it's like oh I could, this would be faster if I was using the pistol and it's just there's no grenades <laughs> not even to kill them just to kill you <laughs> yeah pretty much get me out of here um, and it, yeah there's no grenades that com- make the combat more complex there's no reason that I would go to the other guns if I ran out of ammo or something or to convert con- conserve ammo uh, and I honestly think that that is a step in the right direction for this game because the combat doesn't have much depth there and with four different guns and you get the guns over the, the space of the game so essentially for there's like what five or six bounty hunter quests so by the time you've done at 60 70 percent of the there game is God, yeah that must be yeah. a decent way through the game without realizing it then what the heck uh it gets a bit uh, there's like five bounty hunter quests but like some of them get like they get longer towards the end so uh, still they're not yeah. really that long how long was the game do you think to beat about eight nine hours Oh fucking hell. yeah! I'm further through than I thought I was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think we we only said that multiple times in the segment, but you know, yeah, 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 say, yeah. say it again for people that out, apparently. Yeah, uh, but no, I'm gonna keep time. it in and make you look like a dickhead. All right, well, it's <laughs> nothing fucking new, is it, Chip? <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it's. Uh, well, I think that length uh, is another point in the game's favor. Like it, by the end of it, you're sort of like, eh, I'm sort of over, I'm sort of over it. Like it doesn't do anything new. And I don't think I would want the game to go for any longer. The, the writing towards the end of it does get a bit stale, and it's like, oh, what, what's going to happen here? Oh, it's what exactly what I thought it was going to He was too busy, you know, making out his role models like Louis C.K. Did you get the sequel bait ending? Uh, sequel bait? No, I did not, but I will. It, you just got to do a couple of things, and you've got to uh, look at I looked it up online, and I watched it. But will there be a sequel to this? Probably not after the I... domestic abuse yeah, allegations. <laughs> He can write a story in prison. It, it's not just Justin Roiland, by the way. It, it's like, it came out that Squanch Games, uh, like a producer there, also had a domestic, uh, not a domestic abuse, a sexual harassment case mm. against um, like an employee there was going against a producer. And that got, um, that got settled in court in like 2019. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really sure if, uh, like, should there be a, a sequel to this? I don't really Would think so. Would you like a sequel? If they gave a major uphaul of the combat, yes. Um, it does get quite grindy, especially towards the end when they're just sending wave after wave after wave of enemy at you. What if, what if they expanded <laughs> it, but they gave you like a million sets of armor to choose from and you could upgrade all of them to level 9? Yeah. Um, probably not. That would probably uh, be too much in the other direction. What if when they were sending wave after wave of men at their own disposal, it was just that Brannigan being the evil boss? Mmm, I know you want to. Yeah. That, that, that was the one thing that stuck out. Um, uh, is there an overarching bad guy, or is the yes. Jack Black Susan Sarandon, so that, that's the overarching bad guy? No, no, no. no. So, so the overarching bad guy is, uh, what's his name? 
starts with a G gun mantuous or something like that. So essentially what you're doing is you're up against a cartel, uh, the G3 cartel, and you're going through and killing all their leaders to get to Gumantuous because Gumantuous is uh, harvesting humans to sell for drugs, essentially. I wonder if there was a version of this where they tried to call it G2, but then after the human trafficking shit with Andrew Tate, they're like, why don't we just call it G3? <laughs> they, they also like to point out that the younger the person, the better the high. <laughs> yeah, and there's like oh, this like- that doesn't age well. It's a yeah, fucking allegory. Oh, God. Yeah and, yeah, and there's like one scene where you got to like sort of sneak into the headquarters and it's like you're going past all these- <laughs> It's a bedroom. <laughs> well, it's 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 one of it's like a spa or something, and okay. it's like as you and like just before like you start wigging out and just start shooting everybody, um, like one of the uh, just people there is like, oh, give me one of these babies. They they taste really nice. And like looking back on it, it was like, oh, oh boy, <laughs> yeah. Even at the time, it was a bit like, well, like I sort of understand the humor they were going for in that. Like it's they're smoking humans. Why would it just be adult humans? It'd be baby, and it's a bit more shock value than the rest of the game sort of gives you and dead baby uh-huh. jokes are so 2008 sorry <laughs> yeah no you're Move right on. yeah um it's but then at the same time that kind of shock factor sort of alerts you into like you know what, this is fucked up i'm not going to sit here and just watch these guys fuck around we're just going to shoot everybody in the head um, remember no russian yeah it's, it's essentially <laughs> that it's that in fucking space the the, re- the reason i bring up the the ultimate bad guy thing is just because um uh gameplay elements aside the humor and the story and the overarching bad guy i'm getting similar vibes to handsome jack borderlands 2 which is to me not having played high in life uh, high on life a point in its favor uh if nothing else because uh <laughs> i i want the rose tinted nostalgia i i want to get high on the life that was me enjoying borderlands 2 and it doesn't interact with uh, you in the way that handsome jack does frequently oh, and humorously yeah it, it's not that frequently like it'll no. be uh like he's looking for you and you'll uh, make broadcasts in the hub world or something and be like, oh, who keeps killing all my guys? Yeah. He's not going to call in and be like, butt stallion. <laughs> butt stallion. From my bad memory of watching streams of it, I think it's like every two bounties you'll probably hear from him. Yeah, and, he, and he's not directing it at you. Um, yeah, it's more yeah. directing it at the world to find this bounty yeah. hunter. Yeah, I'll, I will say though, like the probably the second last boss is probably like the best because he does those. Uh, it it breaks the fourth wall very heavily. He's like, oh look, I'm totally reading your memory card. Oh, I'm psycho mantis. Whoa, I'm psycho mantis. Yeah, it's like, oh, is <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, this game doesn't have memory cards, but I'll just make some guesses. So, four hundred hours of Rocket League. Whoa, and you still haven't made it big. Wow, I just think you're bad at video games. And um, then he's like, I'm going, to, I'm going to unlock this achievement saying that you were in a strip club in the game for 48 hours. That'll make your friends <laughs> think you're yeah, real. Everyone. All your friends are going to know. Does it actually yeah. unlock the achievement? Yeah, it does. Yeah, like, literally, That's like, fucking mid- tops. Yeah. 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 That's so like, good. He says it and it locks the achievement. It's like, spent 48 real life hours in the strip club. And like, he's like, I yeah, now all your th- friends yeah. are going to think you're a weirdo. I remember seeing that achievement in an achievement <laughs> list and going, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Hey, nice. And there's, there is That's like, great. for some reason they've got, uh, thing is called Tammy and the T-Rex. It's some movie from the early Oh, that's 90s. actually a pretty good movie. I watched most of it and then the TV turned off in the game and I was pretty upset, um, to be honest. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's, in the, um, it's in the game if you want to... The whole movie's in the game. And it's in the yeah, you get a theater or something. to have that movie in the game. There's, there's three movies in there, apparently. Tammy and the T-Rex was the one I was watching, though. Yeah, yeah I think there's a Red Letter Media commentary as well. Oh, jeez. Um, but yeah, well, those, those are all sort of side things that it's like, oh, it's funny that they actually did this, but it's like, well, why would, why would you type of thing? And it's sort of like being ironic to the point of, yeah, all right, you, you made your point. Uh, and it's, but that sort of comes down to the 
humor of it. It's very Rick and Morty. Like, if you like Rick and Morty humor, this game's for you, 100%. And I do enjoy the humor, and I really enjoyed the game. Um, but at the same time, every Don't time I put wife. the game down, yeah, that, that's just a general... Uh, <laughs> Finally, a video game that teaches good morals. Yeah. No, no, it's teaching <laughs> the opposite. I'm, I'm saying don't do what the game says. I thought this video game was good high on wife. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so... I, Become the ultimate I, wife guy hitter. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, say oh hi to your gosh. wife, but no, that was a bit far. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, at the end of the day, do I, I am very glad that this game came out day one on Game Pass. Because there is no way I would have spent money on this game, but I did oh, yeah, enjoy my right. experience. Yeah, because there's I, no way I would have paid money for this game. No fucking yeah, way. No. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure this came out at full price. I need to double check that. It, it probably did. And when, it was and pretty close to it, yeah. Yeah, it apparently it's price. one of the, the biggest uh, releases on Game Pass Day 1, and that apparently that bumped it up on Steam to be one of the best sellers of Steam for that week. Um, probably just because of all the hype around it, because it's Rick and Morty guy and... Does have funny moments, and well, it's actually got a lot of funny moments. Just the gameplay itself is really lacking. So, uh, six out of ten for me. Currently, eighty-five dollars on Steam. Fuck it, eighty-five. Anybody who just pays eighty-five dollars for this game deserves everything they fucking get. Um, well, what is the Steven whoa, price whoa, whoa, for this whoa. game? We know what he gives, so we maybe don't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> um, a game like this, I would never have bought, uh, because it, these kind of uh, first-person shooter corridor type of thing like I, aren't really my game. But if you're going to suggest it to someone who you think would enjoy it, how high would you say the price should go? Yeah, how high would you say their life bucks. has to be? <laughs> Ooh, 20 bucks. 20 bucks? Uh, 20? Oh, I, would, I would say I'd do up to 30, I think. 30? I'm know. saying that you didn't finish the game. Well, yeah, but I know that there are people that would enjoy it that I would recommend to for 30 bucks. I'd recommend, I would recommend to myself. <laughs> no, nah, I'd, I'd recommend like you continue to play because like the combat doesn't really change that much from hour one to hour ten, hour nine or ten. Like it doesn't change. Um, it's essentially the same and, thing. And the like, waves might as, get worse as you go through. Yeah, there's like a long section towards the end of it, and it's like wave after wave after that wave. One boss like, fight that's just like ten waves. I, yeah, I'm I, I think sick of it. Th- this might be one of the few games where we. I think we have all four quadrants on the has owned has played. Uh, like yeah, across, like right. Steve. Steve has owned, has played. Seth well, don't, uh, hasn't owned, but has played. Uh, Josh has owned, but hasn't played, and I haven't owned and haven't played. That's crazy. Um. So it's just like an economic right, economic left type of thing. <laughs> Pop off in the comments if you think that. Don't don't make the joke. Don't make the joke. Don't make the joke. I, I guess to the ask how much right. my brother paid for the game because I know he got it cheaper than full Did he price. actually buy? I think uh, he got it, it on it, Steam for like what a 40 fool. maybe. Oh, I'd so say it's too much. It. Yeah. yeah a, I'd, but then I'd at the same so time, as well. you're, you're talking to a person that thinks full price for any game is too much. Like, Who's Ring, really Fantastic. buying God of War Ragnarok for $125? <laughs> Not me. A lot of people probably. Like, look at the sales. Like, as much as like Elden Ring was my game of the year last year, um, and I'm very glad I played it on close to release to interact with the community that was happening. My partner got that for me for my birthday. I never would have gotten that for my. Do you think that's a self fulfilling prophecy, Steve? Yes. You refuse to pay full price for games. Therefore, when you play a game, you think that the amount of enjoyment you got out of it is at whatever reduced price you bought it at. Therefore, nothing is worth full price anymore. Yes, sort of. But like, because a lot of the games I bought for like five, ten, fifteen dollars on sale, but I'll buy them three or four years ago, so I can't remember how much I paid for them. 
Um, so I'm not. <laughs> so sometimes I regret, I'll buy games the regret seeped out of your body by that point. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'll get a game fifty percent off, and then I just won't play it for whatever reason, and then I'll go on to seventy five percent off six months later, and I can't even remember how much I paid for it. But but yeah, high on life, six out of ten. What I would actually would recommend people doing is getting a trial to Game Pass for a month and playing this game. Holy shit, he's so relentless. He turned his review of High on Life into a shill for Game Pass. I mean, I'm pretty like, sure most people didn't it. get Game Pass just to try this game. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a huge surge of Game Pass free trials and subscriptions when uh, Starfall comes out. Starfield. When Starfall comes out and Starfield. probably when uh, Atomic, <laughs> Atomic Heart releases as well, I would say would it's, be another one. It's, it's going to be crazy that multiple times the population of Turkey are all going to sign up to Game Pass via Turkey. <laughs> via the Turkey VPN. Yeah. Now, $150 for three years. You literally cannot go wrong. So essentially, oh, actually, playing my subscription this game, ended. I need to do that. Playing this game on release, if, it, if it's like, what, $80 in the Microsoft store, I have literally made half of that back. In a weird sort of psychologically damage yourself type of way. Let's look at it like that. So do you remember oh how God. I was using Man, Game Pass for like two himself. years and like simping it to you, Stephen? You're like, no, but I'll just buy games and I own them forever. <laughs> and then you got Game Pass for like a week and you were like, oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the best thing they've ever done. <laughs> well, now, like, because every time I buy a game now, like two weeks later, it comes to Game Pass. So it literally yeah. just, yeah. So I'm like, you also get the opposite effects where you start something on Game Pass and then the trial... Uh, the, the game goes off Game Pass and you're like, fuck, I need to buy it now. Look, to be fair, <laughs> he had like three years to play Dragon Quest XI. Yeah, I did, I did have a while. And especially for the game like that, that is like 80 hours long, it's like, well, I've got two weeks to play it. Can yeah. I make it? No, I play I one hour get past a day. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's essentially what it came down to. I sit down after a big day of work, fall asleep on the couch, all right, time for dinner. Yeah. The yeah, preaching cool. to the choir. I, I'm, I, I, I'm, like, I'm like three hours into Tales of Arise for that exact reason. Oh, that's where you'll end if you're anything like me and Craig. <laughs> we haven't got past the first boss. We finished the first boss and went, hey, that's a really good game. And then we haven't played it since. <laughs> I went past the first So many I people went, I know have done that. I'm in the next dungeon after the first boss. Oh, I think that's Isn't where Craig I ended that gorilla from um, Xbox? From Halo? Oh my god. <laughs> from Xbox. Gorilla? <laughs> brute. Okay. It's brute. Well, right, high on life is this. Uh, what are you doing, Pat? What are you talking about? Ratchet and Clank. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of if. I can... No spoils, though. I only just picked it up. Oh, fuck's sake. You picked the one week to come out. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. No spoilers are fine. Just don't tell me the ending. <laughs> um, Alright, Ratchet and Clank. We'll see if I can... I can't believe Ratchet fucking died. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Rivet killed him. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, we'll, see, we'll see if we can do this without, without uh, breaking the, um, the, the time limit that we hold ourselves to the strict standard of with each of these finely curated episodes. Um, Ration Clank Rift Apart came out some time ago. Uh, 8 out of 10, I liked it. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> I, I, I think I gave it, a, gave it a similar score. I was like 9 out of 10. Okay, okay. Actual follow-up question to that. Where do you rank it in the pantheon of Ratchet & Clank games? Yeah, so um, uh, I, the 8 out of 10 I actually just threw out. I think it probably would be closer to 9. Um, it's it's difficult because it's the first Ratchet and Clank game that I played in ages, and the in the games that I played before this was the original trilogy on Vita, and uh, and in the future is, trilogy on PS3. No, I well, I mean, I have played the future trilogy, but not like I've played the trilogy on Vita more recently than the future trilogy on PS3. Yeah, yeah I just mean like that. That's like how long ago? Like the Vita is more recent than the PS3. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so all I'm saying is, in terms of the, the Pantheon of Ratchet and Clank games, uh, it's very heavily colored by my rose tinted glasses. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of where it sits for me. And even then, I'm still like top three, top five. Oh, yeah. I, I'd, I'd, I'd say it's still, it's still, um, probably top three for me. I, my rose tinted glasses tell me that A Crack in Time is still my favorite Ratchet and Clank game, followed by. Locked and loaded. Up your arsenal. <sighs> Definitely not up your arsenal. It's either Ooh. locked and loaded or rift apart. I, I can't I can't distinguish them. It's it's like a three way boxing match between those three games for me. I, I think Kraken Time is still is just still edges edges both for me. Um anyway, so um I, I have a couple a couple notes. Uh more just so I remind myself of what the fuck any of the planets are called. <laughs> Rather than the one with these enemies on it. Um, or the one so that's in this like environment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what did I what did I like about it? The weapon upgrade system I thought was really nice. I like the Raritanian system. Yeah, it felt like a nice middle ground between the platinum bolt upgrades of Ratchet and Clank two and the outright customizable weapons in Kraken Time. But I mean, there were only like I think three customizable weapons. I don't quite remember. Uh, not all of them were customizable in Kraken Time, at least. And so this was like a nice middle ground where all of them were upgradable, but they were upgradable as you found Raritanium. You didn't have to go finding platinum bolts <clears throat> so that was cool the uh some of the weapons that were in the uh i want to quickly touch on shadow bomb was way too strong jesus christ oh yeah shadow bomb <laughs> is like one of my favorite gen- grenades throughout the entire series yeah it it felt like um i know that the upgrade to oh man i have i think it was was it the mini bomb launcher whatever whatever the whatever the equivalent one of ratchet and clank 2 was upgraded to the mini nuke yeah. This felt stronger. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It was it was like it was like the bomb glove from Ratchet and Clank one, but I had cheat but I had cheat codes on. Uh, very, very strong. Um Warmonger, classic. You know, it's been in, in a few games and still very strong. Yeah, Warmonger's uh, glad, always very good. Glad glad that it made a return. The Black Hole Storm, I really liked. Uh one, because I don't quite remember if there have been many sort of machine gun style weapons in Ratchet and Clank games. There's been a uh, few. One of them was even a Rhino at one point. But yeah, Rhino the- 2 was a machine gun. And Rhino the Heavy Lancer was, was also a machine gun. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, okay, it was cool. a machine gun that shot rockets. <laughs> okay, well, I mean. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really liked the feel of Black Hole Storm. Uh, I want to touch on Rhino 8 really quickly, though. It was a letdown for me. Because I, I think we talked about this in the Ratchet and Clank episode, in that a Rhino should feel powerful. And it does. Rhino 8 does. And the effect, I think, is the coolest of all the Rhinos that I, that I can remember. Yeah. But it doesn't feel strong enough, particularly against bosses. And yeah, it's really frustrating. That's the thing. They traded usability and damage and just the, the Rhino being the be-all, end-all nuke for the fact that this is a very, very cool weapon in what they did with it. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be a second episode where we can't talk about it because we can't spoil it for Josh. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, I was dancing around it when I talked about Ratchet and Clank last year. Yeah, because it was, it was like a this, surprise this for me. This time last year. It, <laughs> <laughs> it definitely wasn't this time last year. No, it was, uh, it was a nice surprise seeing what it did. I really liked what it did. I just wish it did more damage. And I know you can upgrade it to make it do more damage, but it still doesn't do enough damage, particularly to bosses. Like, yeah. the Shadow Bomb 
outdamages the rhino <laughs> against bosses, and I don't think that's right. I, I um, think at then- best it does like a fifth or a sixth of some bosses' health bars. Uh, maybe, maybe depending on the boss, because I got it quite late into the game. Yeah. Uh, which I guess because of how you unlock it makes sense. That seems like too much, like one six of the. Actually, let, let me no, see I'm, how I'm, much. I'm, I'm saying one, one, one six feels too high. I, I'm pretty sure I went through all. I think it's got like five ish shots. I went through all five, and they did maybe, maybe half. Very yeah, unlikely, yeah, but like approaching half. I was about to say I need to double check the ammo count, but yeah, five shots yeah. for a little less than half sounds right. So it's more like a tenth or an eleventh of a boss's health, which, I mean, a, a shatter bomb, it actually probably does a similar amount. But a shatter bomb, you just have way more ammo. <laughs> yeah. So um, it feels good to throw uh, a shatter bomb. Yeah, it does. Uh, and and also how it, like it it works weirdly well on flying enemies. <laughs> it's it's literally a here catch and it just works. Uh, other weapon I want to talk about, Bouncer. Uh, I think we both agreed that this was one of our favorite like standout weapons from all of the Ratchet and Clank games. Yeah, no, and it, there's was, a reason they keep bringing it back. Yeah, no, but I was pleasantly surprised how they brought it back. Uh, because I, in the quest for platinuming, was surprised when I thought I had every weapon, and then it was like, oh no, you don't have every, you don't have the every weapon trophy, and then it becomes available in New Game Plus along with the um the voxel or whatever the the pixelated um the pixelizer. Is. So pixelizer, thank you. Oh, so pixelizer that, is a cool weapon. That that I thought was a was a nice touch. Although, and I think this might be roast into glasses talking. I swear there used to be either more cluster munitions out of the bouncer back in Ratchet and Clank Two, or it used to sound more chaotic than it does. There were definitely more Dave. Um, I'm pretty sure they they toned it down since because the bouncer in Ratchet and Clank Two was insanely busted, and it's either reduced the damage. Or keep the damage, but reduce the amount of bouncing ammo around. And I think they went with reduce the amount of bouncing ammo. I, I would have preferred the opposite. I loved the chaos of just hearing everything explode. Like, I think that might be where yeah, my no, ADHD like stems the, from. The, the thousands of <laughs> just, little tinks hitting the floor and yeah, then bombs. Exactly. Get, getting getting serotonin, like, out of a, um, like out of a uh, bloody gacha game um, uh, slot machine. There's there's a weapon I want to ask you about, and that's the ricochet because this was one of my favorite weapons from the game. Um, what did you think of it? So the ricochet, I really, I think they implemented it in a great way. Uh, wait, hang on. The there's there's two that did something similar. It was is the ricochet the one that you you keep tapping R two and it keeps attacking? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I liked it most of the time. It felt uh so I I. I had a weird roller coaster with that one in that I liked it, then I thought that I didn't like it, and then I liked it again. And the reason why I thought I didn't like it was because I realized it still let you fire, even if there was no enemy. And that became weird because it was like, well, hang on, I'm just shooting, like, I'm effectively firing blanks here. Uh, and then I realized it actually only charges you the ammo if it locks on and attacks a target. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, I think it had one of the best implementations of the adaptive trigger. Yeah, uh, which I, was nice. Every pull of that so to make it ricochet again is what really makes it stand out for me. Yeah, yeah, that, it, it felt really good to use. Um, I just sort of preferred. Uh, I I didn't favor that weapon. Well, sorry, I favored other weapons over that one in most situations because if it was like if there were a lot of enemies, I wanted something that was more than one target at a time, and if I was focusing on one target, I wanted something that would hit harder. So yeah, it was a good fair. mid weapon, but. It's- uh, it's definitely one of those mid-weapons, but I really liked it just for the pull of the R2 trigger 
feeling yeah. good. And it, it's it's hard yeah. to talk about that when you're the only person that's played uh played the game and know <laughs> and you, what it and feels you just like. Out, out of the blue and everyone and everyone <laughs> thinks you're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah. It's the same with the black hole storm as well. I think what really adds to the the sensation of that minigun is that as it's firing the R2 button is constantly vibrating underneath your finger. Yep, don't make it weird. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, it's true though. Uh, I I really liked how um, almost uh, one 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 final quick point on the weapons, and I'll let you finish. Um, oh, yeah, no, I'm also I going to go on weapons as well. Still, all, almost almost all of the weapons used the adaptive trigger in a different way, and they all felt almost almost entirely from the trigger pull. Like you could figure out which weapon you had, which was cool. Yeah, yeah. it was nice that they put that attention to detail in. What were you going to say? Oh, uh, yeah, it's still on that as well. Like the negatron and. Uh, Whatever the uh, sniper is, I think it's um. No, it's not the. I call it the headhunter. I, I don't the, remember yeah, what the, the, the proper name is. Both of them have like um, you you pull R two to the halfway point to like ready it. So for the sniper, it's like yeah. you pull halfway and it'll scope you for you to move and aim, and then like pulling the trigger is what fires it. And the negatron yeah. collider was also the same thing where you pull it halfway and it starts charging this um big laser that you're going to fire and then when you finally pull down the trigger and it's got a bit of a heft to that trigger pull as well like not as much mm. as you think when you, someone says heft but you do feel it and once you pull that set that trigger um it's it, it lets out a big stream of um uh energy and that that also just feels really good for the sake of the adaptive trigger yeah definitely does um couple point you you going to finish with weapons yeah, yeah, that's all. That's me on weapons. Yeah, sweet. Oh, actually, um, sorry, sorry, sorry. One more, one more. <laughs> of course. Um, they they replaced um Mr. Zircon with Mr. Fun Guy in this, and I really, really like Mr. Fun Guy because um. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> Mr. Zircon's whole uh, his his lust for genocide got a little old by the time it, the um Ratchet and Clank series it got to where it was. So replacing it with this hyper de- uh, hyper depressed mushroom that ha- is like faking being excited and happy because his name is Fun Guy is um it's really good. Yeah. Uh. Also on that, I was gonna hit this later, but I was gonna get it out of the way now. Fuck Zircon Junior's voice is annoying. Yeah, Jesus it is. Christ. It's um, I know him as Billy from Billy and Mandy, but he's done a couple of um Nickelodeon. Oh God. Oh God. God. That makes uh, so much sense. I haven't got good that far in the game, but good lord, I, no, I don't want that. <laughs> He's been in the Ratchet and Clank games a bunch as well, different characters, but the exact same voice. Uh. Huh. It, it's, it's just the, um, it's, it's like, uh, fuck, um, some of the, some of the, like, Twitch streamers and shit that are really popular with younger kids now, where there's this weird, like, being loud equals being funny, and I, I cannot stand it. <laughs> Didn't that start with PewDiePie, like, 12 years ago? What are you talking about? <laughs> Fine, and PewDiePie back then was intolerable to me as well, but That's PewDiePie yeah. now, with, with, it, with him being a lot more chilled out, is, like, at least watchable now. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's... it's uh, for the briefest possible moment, fine, but everything after about two seconds is just, oh, this is awful. And the sad part is, I'm assuming... Kids that play this game go, I really like Mr. Zircon Jr.'s voice. And I go, I can see why. The generation is, 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 is doomed. <laughs> Good thing you won't have a planet soon. The, the other really big one that he's known for is playing Zim. 
Yeah, that, that makes sense. I, I was yeah, never a big. Um, I was never a big. Sim, Richard sim Stephen guy. Horvitz is the what actor's name. name. What a name! Yeah, sounds like uh, Jake Horowitz, the um, college humor actor. I don't know if that was his real name or not, but that was his name in college humor. <laughs> I don't know why that was a random fact that popped into my head, but there you go. Um, yeah, a couple of things I want to touch on with the uh, with a couple of worlds. Sargasso, way too much like Planet Uzia from Ratchet and Clank Two, which. Again, Roast into Glasses was like, nice, <laughs> Swamp World. But Jesus Christ. <laughs> if there was a very something big Swamp World. Yeah, and if there was something specific that you had to go and find, God, it was easy to get lost. There's also just a lot to do in that planet. Like, they, they unlock the ability to fly, um, fly around in the atmosphere. And yeah, just having, having multiple layers of checking the swamps, checking the land, checking the air for collectibles. It's a lot. The, the problem that I had was that, uh, actually, this was a slightly larger problem with the game, uh, although it wasn't really a big issue on Linear Worlds, that you couldn't place a map marker. And yeah, so, that would have helped. Uh, the, one of the last trophies I had to get was go to Rivet's hideout, and I think it was either watch TV or get the teddy bear. I don't remember which one it was, and I'm shocked that I didn't get it on the first playthrough, and I remember what the base looks like inside, but... Jesus Christ, I don't remember how I got there. <laughs> and I spent a long-ass time wandering around the swamps on the back of the, um, the Beatles and things, trying to figure out, just trying to retrace my steps of how the hell I get to Rivet's Hideout. It's um, also funny so- because there's two ways to get to Rivet's Hideout, I'm pretty sure. There's the correct way where you go through, uh, unlock um, the door and do a bit of a platforming challenge to do it, or you go around the back and just go through the giant hole in the wall. I'm pretty sure I ended up having to go through go through the hole in the wall. Um, yeah, it was, it was harder than it felt like it should have been, given how simple what I wanted to do was. That wasn't a sentence, you know, but you know what I mean. I was doing the uh, the new game plus mode for a little bit, and ju- just to clean out some trophies, and I stopped around Rivet's visit to Sargasso, like after finishing it. I need to go back to the game and actually finish that challenge run. It's not so much that. I got sick of it. It's just I played so much Ratchet and Clank that I needed something else. Yeah, fair. Uh, the other one, um, Savali. Uh, that wasn't as bad because it was very open and very, and very wide. But just uh, you, you see something on the map or you know where something is on the map that you want to get to and you're going in that direction. And then it's just like, oh, there's like a, a 200 meter vertical cliff in front of me. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Or a 200 meter valley. Yeah, yeah. Like, you you run into both of, this of one? those. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that was really funny was Savali. Uh, did you ever notice when you did have an objective, the distances it gave you? It, uh, it what? The, the distances to objectives that it gave you on Savali. Yeah, what about them? So it would tell you, hey, your objective is like 500 meters in front of you, and you would be full powered charge booting for about 30 seconds to travel 500 meters. So I think Ratchet and Clank canonically are very, very short. <laughs> okay, yeah, that that makes sense. <laughs> like it was wild. Like I, I remember thinking it. Like Maybe I'm, I'm using charge miles? boots. Shit, I, <laughs> you might be right. I hate, I hate that you might be right, but I think you might be right. Oh, that's awful. Um, <laughs> I like that you your mind goes instead of like the whatever the imperial system is like miles etc. You go nah they're just gonna be really short bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funnier. I prefer to live in the in the reality where they're just short. <laughs> That's the first thing Steve hears. <laughs> um, short people. Oh, yeah, I just crashed, but we 
it automatically saved the recording, so we're still good, fellas. What I missed? Hey. hey. Is nice. it good? Russian clang, Russian clang. Is it good? What? Is it good? Yes. Okay. There you are. Review over. St- st- <laughs> stick around. I'll explain why. Um, uh, again? Uh, favorite. Uh, so, le- least favorite. Uh, Torrin 4 and the whole, I don't think this is a spoiler, but the fixer as both an objective and a character did not like. Oh, really? Um, I yeah, think he was underused. I think that was part of why I didn't like him as well. But like, it felt like there should have been more. <laughs> yeah, there should have been more. Um, using him as a level should have been more of a thing. And like the, the, him- the boss fight was sick. The, yeah, the boss, the, fight, the was boss fight was sick, but, but oh, just- I don't know like- what this character is. And apologies if you've already explained it, but like, do you mean more- the level should have been longer. So, so the the problem is right that they introduce you. They introduce you to this magical thing that can that can solve. It's basically Deus Ex Machina, but with oh, a character. Nice. You're like, oh, this character can go fix all your problems. Okay, sweet. You go to the planet, and then you do things mostly unrelated to the character for the first little bit because there's just other random shit going on. And then you finally get to the character, and the character's like, I don't know. I'm feeling kind of sad today. Here's a boss fight while I try and kill you. And you're like, wow, this boss fight's sick. Uh-huh. And you get to the end. And, and you get to the end of it and you're like, why don't we just resolve our differences and, and talk peacefully? And the character's like, you know what? You're all right. And then uh, yeah, he, he, he's like he in a waves- depressive slump because everything he fixes gets destroyed anyway, or everything he fixed is to be used to destroy something else. So what's the point yeah. of fixing anything if it's just going to either be destroyed or destroy another civilization and he'll just resort to destroying everything instead? Man, Bob the Builder really hit the meth, huh? <laughs> <laughs> True, and we also he's kind of like Iron Giant from Wish. I, there, I said it. Iron um, Giant from yeah, he, Wish. Catch.com <laughs> flies up and commits suicide, but fails. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, you you walk up to him and he says, "I stay, you go." <laughs> he's he's, he's, he's no, Iron no, Giant. No. At he home. tries to kill you. He he he's is one hundred percent Iron Giant at home. <laughs> yeah. um, Iron Giant D. No, oh, that's starting to. He's down right in here. Hopefully, yeah, it it's pissing down get... over here too. Yeah, yeah it's... hopefully, nice, nice, nice and here for a change. But yeah, so least He's favorite dead. was was that. Uh, although the highlight was, um, <laughs> I don't remember the name of it. The the swing shot, uh, ratchet gun, whatever. And they're like, oh yeah, they just continued these because of people getting like spine issues. <laughs> <laughs> the first time you use it, and Rivet's like, my spine. <laughs> like, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it more of a time uh, to play. So, something that so, I also want to bring up as a bit of a down note is um the Colosseum in this game is both heavily like short on challenges to do, and with the ideas they have in this game, it's very vanilla as well. Um, like there's a couple of boss fights where you get dragged around different levels, like full on go from one level to a different level and the environment's changing all the time, and it's really cool, like, set pieces. They could have d- done more of that sort of thing in the challenge arenas, and they just don't. They just keep it as this, like, weird purple space all the- with floating platforms all the time. Yeah. Are you ready for the Josh Tate? Uh-oh, here it comes, <laughs> fellas. No, I'm not. I'm going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> the Colosseum in every Ratchet & Clank game is the worst part of every Ratchet & Clank game. Oh, no, the Colosseum in Ratchet & Clank 2 Ratchet is Clank so too. good. Yeah, there we go. Seth, Seth, high five. High five. Nailed it. Nice. <laughs> I have never Pitches played. Put them in the sound of a high well, five. You've now. never. Oh boy. Yeah, we've been over this with Steven before. He's missing out. I think he hasn't yeah. touched yeah. any of the um, PS2 platformers. Oh, it's a PS- to come to Game Pass. Five head. If I had to pick <laughs> one of them, it would be Ratchet and Clank, though, without a doubt. Out. Yeah, it is the most easily recommendable of them all. Yeah. 
Yeah, true. Uh, not not the remake of not the remake based on the movie though. The original. Oh, no, yeah. that, that was like it was tolerable, but it, it was so <laughs> shit after playing the actual first one. You know what? Yeah. I reckon if Steven did that as his first um, Ratchet and Clank game, he'd come out of it very positive. You think you know the story is not Just even that? like doesn't even make sense. They throw in parts of the movie that don't fit with the rest of the story of the game. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, also, you know what, just that, um, I'm not going to play it. <laughs> I'm glad. Uh, well, play we, a we, we, we tried, guys. We tried. Um, play up your uh, arsenal. <laughs> also, what's, up um, with, what's up with you and wanting to go up people's ass and all? Yeah, up your arsenal is the best Ratchet and Clank game. Sorry. Don't no, definitely me. not. Google Josh Tag back in the corner. <laughs> collect your <laughs> go past go and collect your free bottle of paste and sit in the corner. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred. Just because there's a robot Britney Spears and you got horny over it doesn't make it the best one. <laughs> I think it was just robot the best thing. one for me because I sat there playing the multiplayer thing alone for like God knows how many hours. The one where you gotta like you basically spawn in like this world and you gotta take out the enemy base. That was it's, sick. It's it's so sad, but I take pity on him thinking that that was the best part of it. And now I'm never gonna admit that Ratchet and Clank Three is the best, but at least I at least I understand where Josh is coming from on that one. <laughs> I, now I feel sad. <laughs> <laughs> I love you know what? I if you like that so it. much, I reckon he'd really enjoy Gladiator. I've heard good things about Gladiator, but I haven't played it. Mm. Yeah, Gladiator is really like the, um, His whole like gimmick with the armor and stuff though kind of threw me off. So I don't know. I will play it at some point. Oh, actually, worth worth bringing up the armor super quickly. I love that they took the approach of if you collect the armor, we give you the perks, but you don't have to wear it to get the perks yes, because then you can so just good. collect whatever the fuck you wanted and you got the perks from having collected the- like, you've done the hard work. 90% of the game I had Ratchet dressed like he was from a Back, from, uh, back to the Future movie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh yeah, well, at least for my challenge run, I had Ratchet dressed as Clank. <laughs> that, that also works good very board. well. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes every cutscene a little adventure. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go find Clank meanwhile you are Clank <laughs> uh, so Torrin 4 least favorite planet favorite planet hands down pirate planet I fucking love fucking that planet every time they do pirate planets they kick they hit it out the park especially oh man like I don't think it's a spoiler but the, the pirate training um, carnival ride is the greatest part of this game it is <laughs> So, so to, to give you a taste of, for those, for those of you that haven't played it, uh, Ratchet's been told that he needs to join this pirate clan and that there's a strict training thing that he has to go through to get there. And so the first thing, uh, and so he shows up to, to this um, shack and it's really unclear what this trial is going to be about. And there's a camera in his face that says, welcome to the pirate training area. Um, what is your name? What is your name, matey? And then Ratchet just looks at the camera and goes, what? Yeah. <laughs> and therefore that's, that gets saved but- as his name. So it's like, ahoy there. What? <laughs> yeah, it's actually a replay of his voice. So like, he, he's like super confused. It's a really good line delivery, by the way. Um, he's really oh, confused. So and he's, he's really confused with the what. So every time it's just replaying that exact voice clip and it's so fucking good. And there's Literally like the fucking disgruntled... gold and silver question mark question mark question mark levels of quality. That's excellent. And and there's like um uh, there's like the disgruntled front desk employee that's like trying their best to seem like they don't want to shoot themselves. <laughs> just <laughs> the whole thing. The whole thing is just the best. How far is that through the game? That's Quite a like, ways. That's probably like oh, no. two third point. Ah shit! I've only um, done like the first level. I was level. banking I more towards three quarters. You might be right on the two thirds. Uh, I. Just based- oh, no, you're right, it probably is the two-thirds. Um, yeah, anyway, 
100 percent worth it for that fucking planet alone. It's great. Um, also, I I want to uh, get your po- your take on like the two levels in this game where their gimmicks are. Look how fast the SSD is. Um, Blizzard <laughs> Prime and Cordelian, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah Cordelian. Where it's both of them actually is actually like, freaky that you know both of those. I've I've got the wiki up. Oh. <laughs> I'm cheating. <laughs> um, Cordelian, I think. Please be right, Wiki. Please be right. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was like uh, opening it in the new tab as I was saying it. Um, uh, yeah, but both I, of them I think is it's just blue, 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 on Prime rather than Blizzard. But yeah, yeah. Um, both of them is have like this gimmick where if you hit a crystal and it, it um completely shifts the um planet to a different time period, and both yeah. like the insane speed it switches is so good. It like yeah. it does and like it, a quick it, it flash to white. It feels good while it does it too. Yeah, and both uh, of them yeah, just that's... in general are like very interesting levels. Like um, Blizzard Prime is um, Blizzard Prime is um, you're going back and forth between this planet being destroyed and like the final moments of it as it's um, as everyone's like freaking out, but also just kind of doing their job to make sure that it doesn't blow up. And um, Cordelian is set up as like a um an old Resident Evil survival horror one where there's like a uh, monster chasing you throughout the level and you're going to different time periods to avoid it. Hmm. Yeah, it's done really well. Um, I don't really have any thoughts to add. I think they nailed those two planets. They're, they're great. Uh, they're like, they are great gameplay wise. They're not as good. Uh, like I, I will forever say that the, the pirate base is just the greatest part of Ratchet and Clank, but those are two very strong levels. Um, Enemy types felt a bit samey in places. I don't really have much to expand on it. It just got they, a little... They use like, a lot of um, nefarious robots and goons for hire. And I love the nefarious robot voice lines. The happy, chirpy, we're going to kill you now. Yeah. Uh, it's like all, almost towards the sort of Rick and Morty um, sort of grunt voice. Like the the weird, the kind of disjointed personality to what they are. I, I really enjoyed. Um, the generic thugs, which I thought of as the thugs for less goons. They might even be thugs for less. Thugs for less guys coming back. I think they were brought back in um Nexus, which was the last yeah. of the future games that leads into this one. Yeah, uh, yeah, just a little bit samey. The the organic and like the enemies on the planets uh, helped spice things up a bit, but it was just it wasn't even really a detriment. It was just slightly a shame that with all the the um rift gimmicks that. They felt a bit samey given what they had access to. Um, the movement felt great. I was an idiot and didn't realize that Phantom Dash did iframes for way too long into the game. They tell you that it's that's the very first thing they tell you. They I give know. you it and go, they can't hit you if you're not there, and then uh-huh. you dash from a wall. <laughs> yep. And, <laughs> and you, know you just what? didn't make that I, connection, huh? <laughs> well, no, I, I still faced down the, the giant fucking Sargassian yeah. Tyrannosaurus. And uh, ate shit on every charge. It's one of those <laughs> things where you've played Ratchet okay. and Clank so much that just strafe jumping is your natural habitat. Yeah. I mean, it's I still so have true. a habit of doing that, but like when it's like dodge iframe, I'm like, cool. I, that's Bro, just like the, a modern game thing. I can but, get behind but, this. But enemies also the, the, lead their the, shots very well, so sometimes you'll phantom dash right into another enemy's shots. It's it's actually a fairly fairly decently challenging game, I think. For, I, I'd say that's true as well, but the, the number of times that I ran up to something and wanted to do a, 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 high, a high jump helipack from like old oh, Ratchet and Clank games, just don't have. where you just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, where you just, you just run up and hold R2 and you just fucking shotgun blast the thing in front, you're like, right, that's right. So <laughs> my experience in the game is like two or three hours into it, right? 
and it's, it's like oh you can hold like you know the the jump button to glide down i'm like oh so clank's gonna do oh he's no it's boots oh yeah 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 oh. i had like a yeah. moment where i nearly closed the game because i just didn't want to do it anymore they, they, need, like, to, they oh, need to no. keep it there when clank isn't around i know i yeah. get that but it really really upset me because <laughs> yeah, like 70 uh, percent of um a crack in time uh ratchet and clank aren't together so yep. they they kind of made that a crack part in of his time toolkit. or rift apart. Fun? No crack in time. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. But why keep it for rift apart? Uh, they, they, I didn't actually play crack in time. Was that PlayStation Three only or something? That was PlayStation Three only. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't played any of those games. The PlayStation Three ones. Hmm. Uh, the the charge boost thing is funny because I um. I don't really have a huge yeah no I'm I'm just so conscious of time but um. Uh, the charge boost thing's funny because in my quest to get the remaining trophies, when I started New Game Plus again, I had already built in the the muscle memory of just charge booting everywhere, and so <laughs> just me just walking at what feels like way too slow a pace <laughs> without <laughs> charge boots until you get back to Savali. Oh, and when they give you the uh, upgrade for the hover boost to actually like kick to go faster, I think that's so yeah. good. It, it just yeah, feels yeah. And, really and good. And it feels really good. Yeah, exactly. It feels really good to use as well. It's, it's that same um, thing where it's got that heft to the trigger pull as you're dashing. And it sounds yeah. weird to say it, but when you actually play it yourself, it you understand. It feels great. I, I think I think there's a theme here in that Seth likes heft. And you know what? Fair enough. I, I am the heavy <laughs> specimen after all. <laughs> True. Um, the final thing I want to hit, story. I thought it was fine but it felt way too much like I was being taught by a video game how to feel empathy for other human beings, which maybe maybe kids that play it find some sort of emotional attachment to that and power to them if they do. But the number of uh, like the characters thinking they misunderstand each other and saying sorry and saying I know how you feel, it's just like, oh, God. It's, it's Ratchet and Clank 1 again, but they took the fangs out. Yeah, that's... That's actually a pretty good way of describing it, actually. It's also kind of like Ratchet and Clank have, like, this this history to them that they're, they're also really able, uh, able to guide these other characters through their mishaps in a healthy way. Yeah. And I guess that's uh, kind of the crux of it. They're like, it, it's, it's for kids, and they're trying to show kids how to help, healthily deal with these sort of problems. I think the problem that I had is that so much of the cutscene specifically with them dealing with the fallout of these and a lot of so I finished this game a couple months ago so I might be off base here but it felt like while playing it most of the comedy was while you were playing the game and most of the heavy like drama-y stuff was in the cutscenes. Yeah no you're right. And that, that is that the split. Felt, that felt too polarizing because cutscenes and again roasting the glass of that direction clank too there were jokey cutscenes just not all the time but it didn't have to be once you got once you started or finished a planet you're like oh boy who's going to apologize this time <laughs> yeah mm. it became more space opera with the future series and they've just been more into that direction since and all the comedy writing yeah. is in the gameplay itself yeah and it is there i just i just wish it wasn't it was, there was more of it in there. the cutscenes yeah or just just break it up fuck but um it just it just reminds me of um shit i think it's before the storm it's either before the storm or one of the later episodes in, in Life is Strange One, where there's like a solid five minute block where it's just Max going, um, uh, uh, shit. What was the line? I, I used I used to meme on it. Fuck. 
it's basically her just going, uh, I, I have, uh, I have no idea. Like, I had no idea that's how you feel. It was just like, it's, it's trying to do the comforting friend thing, but it's dialed to 15 and it just, it goes so far past the point of believable that it just goes to cringy. It's sounding like you're and trying to talk about like the South Park thing where they're like, we're sorry. <laughs> like that, but, but they're trying to do it. They're trying to do it genuinely. They're just overplaying it is, is mm. the difference. Anyway. Yeah. So platinum it. Wahoo. It's me, Chris Pratt. Uh, sits in my top three in Ratchet and Clank Pantheon. But uh, yeah, I still think Roasting the Glasses say Crack and Time is better. Both. Yes, it had the heaviest story, but I was more invested in the heaviest story. Here, the story was fun and great, but just the amount of drama in between what I consider the bits advancing the story was just a bit much. There's also kind of um, the hint of we've been here before with Ratchet and Clank that it's weird to be here with Rivet. Yeah. Uh, Rivet, Rivet as a character, great. Oh, yeah, um, no, Rivet's fantastic. I hope they do more games and keep her around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's basically all I have to say. Um, final score, pff, I don't know, eight, eight and a half out of ten. That's probably where I'd put Ratchet and Clank 2 as well, and then Kraken Time, nine. Uh, yeah. Any I final thoughts? For you, right. Before we wrap it up, what, what do you think they need to add to make it a ten? What an interesting Borderland style handsome Jack. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, think, uh, I think the story was probably the biggest thing that could have been improved on to make it closer to a 10 yeah. in all of that discussion. Like, everything else felt like it was coming across really positively. The weapons feel good and are, it's a great selection. The planets are great. There's some really good comedy moments in there in the gameplay. It's just the overall story was the thing holding it that little bit back. Hmm, okay. Yeah. That's basically is yeah, this, true. As someone who's never played a um, Ratchet and Clank game, is this a good place to start? I think it's fine. Yeah. I don't think... Th so there's, there's only one connection to previous... Like, there, there's a few Easter eggs and stuff if you look for them, but they only outright mention or include three links to previous games, being Dr. Nefarious, uh, the son of the plumber, and uh, finding the Lombaxes. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank is one of those series where, yeah, there's a lot of um, games in there and there's some connective tissue between them, but all the stories are pretty much standalone and you can jump on wherever. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you guys remember, but right at the very start of the game, the very first thing that you do while in the tutorial, you're jumping between floats and they're teaching you to use weapons and stuff, and all the floats are telling a story of the basically what you've done so far as Ratchet and Clank. So it'd be like, oh, this is this planet, you defeated this and you saved us and blah, blah, blah. You're still searching for the Lombaxes, and then they give you all the background that you would need. Like, yeah, it's not, that too. you're not going to miss anything. And that's a, that's a very mm. fun tutorial as well. It is a good tutorial, yeah. And it's great going back to New Game Plus when you have, like, the fully upgraded weapons. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, yeah, I'm not locked in here with you. <laughs> I get it, Quark. I, I finished that segment 20 seconds ago. I'm good to move <laughs> on to the next one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of if there's something funny to wrap it up with uh i swear i got one glitch that was worth talking about but i can't remember it anymore oh i had a couple of glitches as well um there, you had there, the t-pose glitch that was great yeah the t-pose glitch because i was uh, traveling through one of the levels too fast on the hover boots so they didn't load the npcs <laughs> properly yeah I, I never had that uh i i think i had something but i don't remember what yeah no really really good game i i think the i think not only is the story holding it back but the problem is the story when you're trying to do a story like that, this is my own personal taste, but I would say that something like Sly Raccoon 3 
had a fairly intense story that didn't really gel with the fun kind of platformy gameplay of what it is, but they did it well. And it didn't feel like it was characters trying to get over all of their problems and cutscenes. So it's not that I want the story to be less intense. It's just I want better storytelling and cutscenes, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, the story holding it back, I think, for, for me is the reason why it's, it's not closer to a 10. And the lack of NFTs and, and uh, crypto rug pulls. But that's, that's like a whole other thing. Looking at you, Square Enix, you can make the perfect 10 game. Trust me, you'll, you'll, you'll do it one day. Just keep trying. Babylon's Fall 2. <laughs> Those were two completely no. different answers, but landed in the same area of quality. Yeah, <laughs> we did it. Well, I think I'd rather uh, play Babylon's Fall than play Final Fantasy 15 again. I'm not going to lie. Josh, yeah, 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 that's, that's, <laughs> there's a Josh take we needed. It's it's a, it's a Josh take, but like I haven't played Babylon's Fall. I've played Final Fantasy 15. I know how shit that so, game. So you so prefer the better. idea of playing Babylon's Fall than the actual experience of playing 15? Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't play either. <laughs> but you know, if I had to pick one, I'd pick the one I haven't played before. Cool. So looking at the time, I absolutely did not intend to speak for what is now hitting 40 minutes because I was about to lambast both of you for speaking longer than I did, and then we ended up getting into Russian claim discussion part, whatever number this is. So. Uh, I would like to make the executive call that we jump over the news for this week into the audience question. Thoughts? Uh, I'm fine with that. Let me double check the news section because I think there might be like one or two things worth talking about quickly that, this week. And that's, and that's totally Guilty fine. Yeah, we, you, you, can, you, can hit, you can hit one or two, but I don't think we spend a huge amount on, on the news this week just yeah, based yeah, on no, how the timings have gone. There. We, can skip, we can skip a good qual- a bunch of these. Okay, uh, let's let's mark in the news. Pat Patrick, swing me in. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll pick up where what you're putting down. Um, re- real quick, I just want to hit on that Bayonetta three. Uh, like the day after I said it was my number five game of the year, got a update that vastly improves a lot of the complaints I had about Viola's combat. So she she is now a real functioning character. That's that's fantastic. Love to see it. Move on. What's the next step? <laughs> Are you telling me to move on? Okay. And sorry, and next up, Seth with the news. There, are we happy now? <laughs> yes. Um <laughs> Oh god, I accidentally closed down the article. Chaotic episode. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Or maybe I didn't have you it know, on. I'm just going to do the news. Uh, <laughs> Bayonetta 3 is doing something. Uh, Bethesda and Xbox are still making out. Yeah, um, Xbox, and, <laughs> Xbox and Bethesda and, announced that they're going to do a Developer Direct live stream on January 25th. They're saying that they're going to do Elder Scrolls Online, Forza Motorsport, Minecraft, Legends, Redfall, and more. They're not going to show uh, Starfields. They're saying they're going to do Starfields uh, event at a later date. Uh, and the third one was that Ubisoft hasn't made a good game in 10 Did you say Forza Motorsport? Yeah. Motorsport. Big fella. Ooh, um, Motorsport I'd be keen for. Okay, I- I'm hyped for this now. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it live. Oh, wait, is that- when did I say that was going to be again? January 25th. January 25th. That, that is before I move, so I can watch that live. It'll be January 25th, but it'll be 26th here. Yeah, it'll probably. be on Australia Day here. Yeah, we- so we all got the day off. Hell yeah. Group watch. Uh, no, no, I'm going away. Dang. Passing away. I'm sorry for your loss. No. You know what? I will, just because of that joke. <laughs> Steven died on the way back to his home planet. Speaking of dying, <laughs> who how else about is Ubisoft, dying Seth? going on their way to their home planet? 
Hey. <laughs> Ubisoft is delaying a bunch of games because they're in dire straits. They've delayed Skull and Bones yet again. Don't even fucking talk to me about that fucking game, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> you know what? I love that hey, every hey, time hey, Josh, Josh appears on the podcast, to come back. Yeah, Skull yeah, and Bones is delayed again. <laughs> oh, man. So true. Thank you, thank like you, the for, only th- thank you for taking a brief stand and talking game. about the real news, Seth. Uh, um... Ubisoft CEO Yves Gilmont said that they're very disappointed in their recent performance and saying it's up to the workers to um to pull up the slack <laughs> that is going on with Ubisoft. Um <laughs> there's there's a little bit of rumors, so let's take this part with a grain of salt, but people are saying that Ubisoft is trying to sell themselves to other companies and everyone is saying <laughs> no. I don't blame them. Just wait for Ubisoft to go That's bankrupt so and then funny. buy up all the IPs Pick later. Pick up the IPs, yeah. yeah. You don't want anything to do with what Ubisoft currently is, really. Ubisoft is way too big of a company. They're- yeah. Okay, okay. All right, so cl- close your eyes. We're in the mind palace. If for whatever reason, Microsoft buys Ubisoft. They're, they're and they to- turn- I, yeah, I won't allow it. Yeah, we're there. We're in the happiest place in the world. Um, <laughs> and Sea of Thieves has been merged with- Polyphon's Playlight? So, no, don't do that. You like Sea of Thieves. I do like Sea of Thieves, but it's an arcade game. <sighs> yeah, now we can do something else. I don't know. I've never played either of those I've games. been waiting for Skull and Bones <laughs> for like seven years, man. I don't, I don't care how shit it's going to be. Just release it, man. That's all they, I want. They're contractually no, 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 obligated Josh. to release it because the Singapore government will actually nuke Ubisoft if they don't. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's true. It's, <laughs> it's, it's probably one of my favorite parts of consumer regulation. Then it's like, it counts as fraud if they don't deliver a pre-order thing on time, which, because it's Ubisoft, half of their shit is pre-ordered. Yeah. Half of their pre-order and all of it's delayed. I thought you were going to say your favourite part of um, investing was nuclear, uh, nuclear warfare, but eh, by second, right? That's it. <laughs> you're, you're right, Steve. If, if you'd call me, like, 20 minutes earlier, that would have been what I said, but unfortunately that's just not <laughs> the timeline we live in, you know? And and hey, being talking about being upset with people's uh, statements and timelines, uh, that that thing I said about three minutes ago about Eve's Gilmont saying, "Hey, all the employees need to pick up the slack so that Ubisoft can do good." Yeah, that didn't go well with um, the employees at Ubisoft. <laughs> so Ubisoft Paris is going to go on strike. What? Uh, that's just, that just Paris people doing no Paris way. thing. <laughs> that's just. The French are always striking. Yeah, they haven't the, had a strike. The French in like having a revolution week. of some kind. No fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think oh, the here comes the French press with a guillotine! Oh, <laughs> please take for this comeback for so long. The, the, the bit that upsets me the most about it, let, let's say the grain of salt Ubisoft rumors are true and they are trying to sell themselves to other companies. The bit that upsets me the most about that is that uh, if they are successful, all of the people that got them into that mess will get off basically scot-free and oh, all yeah, the people no. that need to get them out of the mess will get fucked over. It, it'll be I can't imagine there'll be a company that will buy them there. Like, um, Who's a company that's going to buy them other than Sony, perhaps? Microsoft. I just yeah, but Microsoft are in the middle of yeah, so Microsoft much shit. Yeah, Microsoft cannot buy them at the moment because they're in the middle of a- the a- ABK merger. Could you imagine that? They're like, okay, guys, how about this? We, we, we back out of ABK and we just pick up, we just pick up Ubisoft and set them and call it a day. Yeah. I think that <laughs> might actually go Activision worse because would be... I think, I, I heard this on another podcast, but I think, Ubisoft has something in like the hundred thousand employee count, while everyone Jesus. else is down to like ten to twenty k. Wow. So, Bro, how? <laughs> how they, do you produce games like they do with a hundred thousand people? They just fucking delay. It, it's they cancelled like six games this year. What do you mean? <laughs> what? They're, 
their games are so big that they have like multiple <laughs> studios working on different chunks of the game and then pacing them you're, all together you're to me, ship it. You're telling me a hundred thousand people. Are you telling me that the, the collective efforts of a hundred thousand people came together and delivered unto unto humanity Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Two? <laughs> well, it wasn't a hundred thousand people specifically, but a group of that hundred thousand people, yes. <laughs> One of my favorite things, actually, I read about the Ubisoft stuff recently was that they were complaining that their big blockbuster hits, like the Rabbids games, haven't been selling like predicted, <laughs> which is a fucking sentence and a half to read you, for me, you know honestly. What? I'm going to say it. That first Rabbids game only sold as well as it did because it was the only thing you could buy on Switch at the time. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. It's the only reason why I own it. <laughs> it's, funny, it's, like, it's fun. I, it's fun. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I've heard it's okay, but like, the Rabbids are just minions at this point and no one wants anything to do with them. Uh, actually, Josh, that's where you're wrong because the uh, gentle, <laughs> the gentle rabbits TikTok trend did not take off. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Sorry, they're worse than minions. Eminem <laughs> hasn't tweeted about them for some reason. <laughs> oh God, remember that? Oh, dude. it's hard to forget. <laughs> okay, oh. re- real quick before we wrap up uh, the Ubisoft thing, um, the the Paris employees are demanding an immediate ten percent increase for all sal- salaries. Um, improvements working condi- conditions, in particular the implementation of uh, the four-day week, um, transparency Yo. on the evolution of the workforce, both locally and globally, and strong commitment against uh, disguised dismissals and condemnation of abusive uh, managerial policies. Holy shit! I'm. It's a big list. I yeah no, but like I I don't know much about what it's like to work at it. Like I haven't. <laughs> Working with 99,999 other people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if they're all like me, that's a hell of a company. But um, the, I, we, we haven't really covered shit happening at Ubisoft compared to shit happening at basically every other large publisher. But uh, just that, that list alone with the, guns to their, with the guns to the head of management who are trying desperately to sell themselves off is just a very funny combination to me. And God, it I is. hope they win. Yeah. Hmm. Alternatively, the ten percent salary rise to a hundred thousand people cripples the company, and then it crashes faster. In which oh, no, case, they're saying that they can do that because Tencent did a massive investment into Ubisoft recently. So there's definitely money uh, to That's give out to them. the um to the employees. Tencent would buy them. They've got that Genshin money now. Yeah, yeah. Genshin rabbits crossover when? Ooh. Um, Gen-Bits. Genshin isn't owned by Tencent. It's Mihoyo. Isn't it? Oh, uh, I, I also just saw a recommended article right, that's then. titled All the Times Zubisoft Has Said That Beyond Good and Evil 2 Is Still in Development. Oh, I also <laughs> saw that, yeah. <laughs> God, what a shit show. That's so funny. It, it, it lists all the way back to 2008. <laughs> <laughs> good lord. I didn't realize it had been quite that long. They didn't, they didn't years, show bro. it that long ago, but they've been saying Beyond Good and Evil 2 is going to happen since then. Crazy anyway. times. Anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah, any, any, any final thoughts on any of the news stories uh, from anyone else? I'm glad Bayonetta 3 is getting the praise it deserves. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a story we covered as well. <laughs> yeah, now he's, he wanted one sentence, I gave him one sentence. It was a pretty loaded just, sentence. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Fuck you, Steven, I'm doing one more. Guilty Gear XR oh, Drev 2 is getting rolled back. I knew you were going to run fucking Guilty Gear. <laughs> I knew it. It had to roll back in the title. <laughs> January 20, Guilty Gear Rev 2 crossing. becomes a real game. Oh, yeah, base Cro- birthday crossing. present. Crossing live to our to our rollback correspondent, uh, Seth the heavy roller himself. Uh, <laughs> How's the rollback netcode? Rollback's pretty good. 
All right. Throw him backwards. So good. I'm I'm just thinking that um, <laughs> um what, what's what's the Tom Tucker Ali thing with soup? Um, <laughs> give me some soup. What kind of soup? Chunky. <laughs> Chunky. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> I love that episode where they like legalize weed or whatever, and he just talks like mad. So it's like it's all good. <laughs> that was the Ali. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool um that, all right uh yeah out of, that, that's the new section out of the way for this week audience question coming well it's just a question there's no way that there is an audience member called peter fucking rabbit but um <laughs> i reckon question for the group oh my God, the i reckon there was peter rabbit for about seven oh, okay, months okay <laughs> well all right i'll put it another way if your name's peter rabbit write a comment let us know <laughs> did, i don't believe you're real prove me wrong yeah yeah exactly uh, have you guys ever won something video game related, like entered a raffle and won a Wii? No, um, I'm very unlucky. I enter a lot of competitions, but I never win. I feel like I might have as a kid, but I don't remember. So I'm going to go be safe and say no. Uh, you paddle, Josh. It's gonna stare in silence. I bet so, you guys won like a million things. No, the, the <laughs> only thing I've ever won was uh, 2013 Ministry of Sound running track CD. Honestly, was that, was, was that like a hint from your parents or? But, no. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But all the gym clothes I got for Christmas might be. <laughs> but no, that, that uh, album was excellent. Five different even family know members giving you the Lynx box set. <laughs> oh, man, you'd never have to, you'd never smell bad again. Mm, I don't Lynx know, you Africa. smell like Lynx, which is pretty awful. No, it's the chocolate one. I've seen those commercials. Oh, dude, the chocolate one. I used to wear that in high school. Now the idea of it makes me sick. I can't believe I used oh. to wear that. Oh, bro, I, I can't even, believe I, you used to wear that. I can't believe that I um, sprayed it in my mouth to see what it tasted like. I can't believe you <laughs> did the oh. same thing. <laughs> I knew thank, thank, thank you, Surf Man of Culture. <laughs> I, I have another audience question. Who here has licked one of the Switch cartridges because they said it tastes bad? <laughs> guilty. Yeah, guilty. You're all friends. Guilty guest drive. I have not. Well, time to go lick a switch cartridge on live on uh, audio. In, 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 in solidarity. Yeah, in solidarity. You know, I'm just, just upset <laughs> Ubisoft employees. I, I don't know if it'll upset or please Josh, but I'll do it to my cartridge of Pokemon Scarlet. <laughs> well, you can lick whatever Pokemon you like, Seth. That's that's between you and them. There's Pokemon called Vaporeon, right? <laughs> Hold on, let me find the most bangable Pokemon. Oh my god. Why do All of us are under that down. Why do I hear police? <laughs> Goldango? Ooh. What, what happens if I get to the center of that Tootsie Pop? Oh god. Okay, that's it. Call it Pat. Call it Pat. Seth, Seth, I'm 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 an atheist, but I'm but I'm crawling on my hands and knees and begging you, find God. <laughs> I did. It's Arceus, and I'm going to lick that one too. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm going to start praying to God that he swipe that he smites you down. <laughs> I've had enough of this. Um, have I run anything video game related? I've I've won. There were like a couple like fucking shitty local like Mario Kart things that I did Ooh. well at, but there was I don't think there was ever any prize. It was just like. Oh no! There was there was there was, a, there was a LAN at an internet cafe that we we placed not to win anything good, but we got more time at the internet cafe. <laughs> you want fair Which, trade? Yeah, I mean, as like a poor high school student, I took that deal. So yeah, that's pretty good. 
Um, I don't, I don't I think it's tournaments or anything. I've even won anything. Nothing really happens yeah, locally in the Sydney. The one time no. I went to the EB Games Expo, there was a um, Mario Kart tournament, and I fumbled the bag on that one. I was doing really good, but it got into a tiebreaker, and I fumbled on uh, Rainbow Road 64. <laughs> you uh, tried to lick the cartridge, didn't classic. you? <laughs> no, it was being played for a captured card, so it was like a two-second delay on the controls. Oh, that's rough. Really? They're playing through a capture card? Yeah. Because um, they, they ended up on a projector, but they, uh, the, um, the people running the tournament also like recorded the things going on. Um, so they recorded the matches and they did some interviews with the people that won first and second place. So to find- Which is funny because it, it, it was, this, was for a, um, this was for a beanbag chair company. Beanbag chair. So hang on. So if we want to find your interview, do we type in- I um, didn't do an interview. I didn't. Seth. Seth I, gets I was the like, most I was on like, Rainbow Road. I was like fourth. I was like fourth or fifth place. <laughs> Seth, Seth tastes the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> Big man sucks so much. <laughs> Stephen, begging on, you don't find, finish that search. Hold on, Seth let me find one Pokemon with a police officer suckable. from the US. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, Gre- Greninja's, Greninja's tongue do be looking pretty good right now. Oh, God. No, no. Call us out, Pat. None, none of us have won any, anything. We all suck. Except for most cringe award going to Seth right now. <laughs> True. Listen, you, uh, guys, you guys set right. things up and I just make it awful for all of you. <laughs> I guess True, the moral man. here is never try. What do you mean? The yeah, moral that, here that's, is that's get a bigger gun. <laughs> so if God had wanted you to live, he wouldn't have created me. <laughs> so, so, Josh, it's been nice having you here. I can't wait to see you in two months when Skull and Bones gets delayed again. <laughs> it, I'd like to say it's not funny, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> it'll, um, come, it'll come out the same time as Advance. Oh. Oh. Man, it's been nearly a year. Man, I, I put that knife in there and you just came up and twisted it. That's yeah, so no, much it- worse than Skull and Bones, to be honest, because that that's been out. Steve stood up on the top rope and did a flying jump kick at the knife. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's wild. Like, it's been nearly a year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, thank I you to- I'm at least free. Sorry, go on. Peter, Peter Rabbit, whoever, whoever the fuck you may be. Thanks well, for which, making us feel bad. Which, which out, which out for the farmer. Um, if you want to Peter Rabbit. Have you ever anything? won anything, Peter? Yeah, don't think he has. I think he won the game of life. <laughs> What? I imagine he'd be really good at Farmville, or really terrible at it. One of the two. Um, Keeps eating his crop. <laughs> exactly. Keeps licking the screen. <laughs> but, <laughs> just a little, just a little nibble on the switch cartridge, just a treat. As, as a treat. As 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 someone who has uh, three bunnies, as um, they do like to. They do be eating cords. Don't wait, 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 wait. Mm, Steve, Steve, are you, are you are you like the house bunny? No, I'm the house human. The bunnies actually own the house, and I'm their pet. <laughs> Licking the screen like seven Pokemon on the screen. <laughs> all right, and with that, <laughs> the end of Fast Travel Lounge. Thank you all for listening. No, yeah, no, we, 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 could, we, could just, we could just use that as the exit, but I mean, I know that Steve doesn't nah, do that. No, no, you're but, the host. Don't be like that. Don't be like that. There's the happy birthday. <laughs> we, we need a Gmail shout out. Fine. Uh... If you or someone that you know has a question you'd like us to answer, get in touch. We're on Facebook, Fast Travel Lounge, Gmail, Fast Travel Lounge, fuck, <laughs> Fast Travel Lounge at gmail.com, or, um, or Twitter. You, 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 went, you went and fucked me, Steve. That's what you did. Uh, or Twitter, Fast Travel Lounge, <laughs> minus one of the L's.
Um, yeah, otherwise this has been the end of... <laughs> one Elon talk. His name's Elon now. The one, the, the one, the one that uh, stopped him paying rent. <laughs> but They have a uh, $1.5 billion uh, thing due in January, by the way, in interest. They only have a billion left. For just as a tribute to before we close. on Marketing Monday. Yeah, but, exactly. <laughs> but until then, this has been the, ep- the end of episode 56 of Boss Travel Lounge. I've been Patrick, I've been joined by Seth, Steve, and kind of surprisingly, Josh. But until next time, I'm always, God damn it, this is the third episode of the row. Until the next episode, we'll catch you next time, or whatever the hell I normally say, because I like that one better. Uh, see, see ya. <laughs> Goodbye. There we go. Nailed it. Uh, happy birthday, Josh. You gotta be like, what, 105 now, right? 104. <laughs>